Previously on Lonely Boys. Whatever Jane sent you here to say, why don't you just say it? Well, we both think that you should waive your right to write the script. Why would you do that? Because if you write it, your project will be stuck in development hell. Yada yada yada. All right, you've convinced me. <laughs> How can I guarantee that she's not just going to screw it up? Because I won't let her. She may not know this world, but I do. I might even write a blog about it. And I will protect you, your story, maybe reverse those two. <laughs> Careful, S. Mm. <laughs> I have your word, which is famously good and never ne is never broken. You have my word. Everybody knows the road to hell is paved with good intentions and shady bosses. Ooh. Is that Chris and Bell? My goodness. Yeah. Hey, Burry Siders, and welcome back to another episode of the Lonely Boys Podcast. My name is Matt. I'm one of your titular Lonely Boys, and I'm here to break down Season 5, Episode 7 of Gossip Girl, The Big Sleep No More. But I'm not by myself. I am with someone uh, who told me he was on tour, but actually he's just been hiding out in his crematorium. It's hey. Brendan Ruppel. Hello. I am your co-host, of course, of the Creepy Uncle of Podcasting, a.k.a. Uncle Cream. Hi, Dale Hodo Cream Nation. I'm recording live as always from the Crematorium. I'm your editor-in-chief here at Cream Weekly, Dr. Officer Cream reporting for duty. Cream, mm, yes, cream. cream. I remember that when I mentioned that you were hiding out in your crematorium, I heard a brief sound from you. You said something like, eh. <laughs> yeah, it's it like the noise I make when I'm upset people caught me. I go, eh. Yeah, I was going to say, were you surprised I, call, I called you out? <laughs> oh, you know, he found me in here. <laughs> yeah, I... It was weird because we we were of course doing a 2011 version of a of a family breakfast and I had you on Facetime, um, and yeah. you were telling me that you were on tour promoting the podcast and I just saw it in the mm -hmm. background that big neon sign that says crematorium. Yeah, uh, Actually, I gotta take that. Down. <laughs> so, it's kind of we, 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 we sort of do this whole podcast in the, like a 2011 American breakfast uh, style. Yeah, we should we should rebrand. We should say it's the it's it's the 2011 version of American breakfast <laughs> of podcasts. <laughs> Is there a, a spin-off band of Japanese breakfast called 2011 American Breakfast? It's only certain members. <laughs> yeah, I think so. I think <laughs> I we could start it. <laughs> um, Brendan, we're not here by ourselves. We could have been because we did have, you know, plans have been in flux for a while. Guests are being shuffled around. One dropped out last minute. We had to move around well, so what the happens schedule. When but what, do, you, do you know what happens when someone drops out? I think I do. We go to our roster of subs, and who is number one on the sub list? But someone who is always dependable and is always subbing in time and time again. He was a little behind on Gossip Girl, and he even, I believe, caught up for the occasion once his once his number was called. Welcome, I believe, the first member now of the Six Timers Club, <laughs> Brian Scally. Scally, how is it going? God, I'm so honored. Beat Ligori, take that. <laughs> take um, that. <laughs> no, I'm so happy to be here. Uh, I've just been stuck at home constantly. It's just been sex and work all the time. Oh, it's been man. so redundant. So I have to jump on any opportunities. You know, I'm very happy. Wow. <laughs> yeah, that that tends to happen. That's been going around. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's like the flu. People fuck at work, man. <laughs> uh, Scally, was that claim accurate? Did you did you catch up for the occasion, or are you uh, coming in a little yeah. bit out of context? You did catch up oh i did catch up i did catch up as well yeah no please i'm not one of these uh one and dones i come in <laughs> <laughs> i come in i am prepared i uh was not as behind as i thought i was but Perfect. i uh you know had oh god there was a hundred days of big brother this summer and a love like two love island seasons <laughs> etc so gossip girl did fall off for a little bit but i'm back 
So as someone who has recently caught up and is now up to date, how are you enjoying the, uh, I, I would say, past the golden age of, of Gossip Girl, perhaps on the, on the decline? How, how have you been joining up to this, uh, this beginning stretch of season five? I mean, well, I would say that there is a reason why I was not the worst about falling off, but um, <laughs> it was. But I am happy to be back. I would say that honestly, the last couple of episodes were more engaging than I would say the beginning of season five, maybe even end of season four. Uh, but so I have yeah. been happy with this last little stretch. Yeah, I think I think they they wrapped up some maybe boring storylines and some other storylines and started actually like doing something with them so i think uh you know i'm sure they'll squander this by the next episode but it seems like they're heading in a better direction than perhaps they were um i guess without further ado you know we're, we're starting a little a little late here on the east coast let's just get into the episode sure. uh, brendan it's your time to shine the episode is called the big sleep no more do you have any idea what this title may be referencing hmm as usual no I don't want to just give you the big sleep. Um, I want to give you the big sleep some more. The big sleep summer? Big sleep, <laughs> big sleep summer? Big sleep over summer? Okay. <laughs> okay. okay, so your official guest now is Big Sleep Over Summer. Of course, the, yeah, the film the that was sweeping summer. the nation. So, Brendan, there are, there are two acceptable answers for this one, and... Uh, perhaps a bit unfair because it was kind of just a combination of both of them. You could have went with the 1946 film The Big Sleep, which you did uh, not want to do, or the 2011 theatrical production Sleep No More, which we see in this mm, very episode. Oh, that would have so, been, no, that's on me. Yeah, so, you know, sometimes, you know, it was hiding right in front of your face, so you you didn't get it. You were going to fall to four for seven on the season, but still above 500. So they, But they referenced that it could have been The Big Sleep? It says uh, the title reference, yeah, the 1946 huh. film The Big Sleep and the 2011 theatrical production Sleep No More. And, of course, uh, the uh, 2003 Streetlight Manifesto song and my favorite right. song, The Big Sleep. Your favorite song, period, not just by them. My favorite song, yeah. I, and you know what? Ooh. I just updated my top 100 song list on Sunday, two days wow, ago. That's a great song. I, I guess it has to be their best song if it's your favorite song ever. So, by nature, that would be their best song they have. Yes. It would be kind of, I mean... I've done crazier things before, but it would be weird if it was not my number one ranked Streetlight <laughs> Manifesto song, but was my number one ranked overall song. That, I'd that have some explaining do. to do, probably. Yeah. yeah. But yes, also my favorite uh, Streetlight Manifesto song. It's very bold to even have a favorite song, I want to say. It's tough. It's got to change a lot. You know, you, if you ask anyone what their favorite song is, you get a lot of hemming and hawing. Oh, I don't know. I don't know what to do. There's so many songs. Well, yeah, pick one, buddy. I picked 100. You can pick one. I picked 100 and I update it every year. Um, okay. I don't know. I, I, think, <laughs> I think my favorite song. Favorite might songs. Be, be, uh, oh, Brendan and Skelly. What are your favorite songs? This must be the place by Talking uh, Heads. My favorite song. Okay. okay. I'm gonna go. Yeah, by Usher. Wow. Oh, <laughs> nice. I went to. I went it's, to an engagement. An engagement party Saturday night. They they played that song. It was a hit. It got people dancing. It should yeah. be on every playlist. That's my take. <laughs> That's a really it good sweet sixteen. So That's a good one. I still um, go to a lot of sweet sixteen. I used to. And I said, let's get into the episode, but now we're just going on multiple tangents. I, I used to, before the days of the iPod and the MP3 player, I, of course, back in my late elementary to early middle school days, was uh, burning CDs to listen to yes, in the yes. car. And a favorite rule of my mom was uh, no, no cuss words, no swear words on, on these. They have to be little, uh, you know, little appropriate songs for, you know, the, the 12-year-old that I was or whatever. And uh, 
had yeah on one of the songs. You know, it's on the radio. People are jamming. Is, is out yeah to the it. censored and, version? Is it actually fuck no, yeah? I, and yes. Yeah, no, I think it's just <laughs> yeah. Version. But I, I had a and there was like twenty four songs on the CD, as much as it could fit. And my mom listened through every one of them to see if there were any songs with curses in them. And she got to yeah, which was like the twenty third track of twenty four. Mm. And she was like. What is this song? You are ha- and and she like forbid me from it, and she tried wow. to make me take it off, and I cried and I cried, and, and I she said, wonders no, no, why no. you acted out in your later years of high school. <laughs> she she wonders why I ran away to Boston that one weekend. <laughs> Before we do get into anything, oh. I do ha- I do want to bring up an old segment. <laughs> okay, what's the oh. segment? Something weird happened to me this week. What did you drink this week? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I have it all plugged up. Uh, now something weird happened to me this week. Um, okay, what, what weird happened to you this week? Thanks. I was waiting for you to ask me back. Uh, I was driving home on Sunday morning, and I was driving on the southern state. For people that are familiar with Long Island geography, southern state, going east towards my house, and I noticed like for for the time of the day, there shouldn't have been much traffic. And out of nowhere, there was like a, a big clog up in the middle lane. I'm like, what the hell's going on over there? So I go around it. I was in the middle lane. I go around and go to the left lane to pass, as you do. Um, and I see what's causing the traffic. There's, uh, I don't know what the model of the car was it's something like some like toyota suv and there was just a you're gonna say toyota sienna i was about to log off (laughs) out of embarrassment this was probably my fault it's full of dents i don't know why probably from all the poles that they hit and other cars um but there there was just a a big hand-drawn like cardboard picture of a, a middle finger and then all the windows were down and the woman who was driving nobody else in the car her her feet were both up out of the driver's window and her hands were not on the wheel, and it looked like she was sleeping, and the car was moving I'll, at about 50 I'll miles an hour. The east. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> and I, and I, I, I kind of stayed next to her for a little bit just so I could see if there's anyone else like driving the car, if this is some sort of trick. Um, I didn't see anybody else. At some, somehow, I, she must have gained enough speed where she could let go of <laughs> the acceleration. Uh, I, it, was, it was pretty scary, honestly, but also interesting. What... I I don't so know. So this car was just like driving with the feet out the window? Yeah, there there must have been maybe she like a hand I couldn't see had like a like a walking stick pressing down on the accelerator. I Either way is dangerous. And then what happened? You you just passed the car and that was it? Yeah, I'm not going to stay near that thing. I got I got to get going. I, I needed to I need to know what happened. I don't know. I, I wish I just stayed near it the whole time, but I was kind of scared to, to be it. Yeah, I don't know. You know so, I almost very nearly uh, piggybacked off of that with a, with a story when you mentioned all of the dents in my car from crashing into poles. But in the interest of time, we'll save that. We'll save that for another. Let's actually get into the episode here. Uh, we're going to start with Chuck in black and white. Uh, a dream sequence, of course, a classic Blair dream sequence to start the episode. And Chuck is calling up to Blair. Uh, Blair asks Louis what took him so long and is surprised to see that it's Chuck standing down below. And Chuck tells her that Louis is not coming and offers to help her down. Uh, Blair asks Chuck how she can trust him. And he tells Blair that she can. So she grabs Chuck. Uh, you know, she dra- she grabs his hand before tumbling down the balcony as real Blair is jolting awake from the nightmare. Uh, no idea what the movie was that it was referencing, but uh, in the nature of the title, I was assuming it was The Big Sleep. But according to the IMDb trivia section, it says that the opening dream sequence was based on a scene from the Audrey Hepburn and Humphrey Bogart movie Sabrina, which a, a fun little Sabrina reference. Uh, Sabrina's, of course, alter ego oh, yes. based on Dan's book. And also uh, Blair back to being Audrey Hepburn in her dreams. Yeah, this is a little bit of a disappointment. This dream, nothing really happened. She just kind of woke up after talking. Yeah, to Chuck. not really. Yeah, I guess we're just we're just playing the old hits. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we really are. We go into the episode later. 
more masks. So <laughs> it's oh one my of those god, episodes. Let's, we'll, we'll get one into the mask. We'll get into the mask. <laughs> and the, the truly, worst mask we've seen. <laughs> yeah, well, I truly did not like. I knew they did. They went to the mask wall multiple times, but I did not realize that it was literally once a season that they do masks. It's so funny too. They, they shoehorned it in and like also explained why it had to be in there too. Like Nate with like the one of the funniest the exposition of the so century good. where he just nonchalantly <laughs> goes, "Oh, you mean the play where everyone comes and wears masks and they do like a kind that of was... deconstructed Shakespeare Macbeth thing where it's on multiple floors and everyone because they knew that they like... everyone would have been like, "What the fuck is happening here?" So they really had, did have to explain it, but that was like high school level exposition. And Chuck's like, yes, that, like, what the fuck? Yeah, I, I know what it is. Why, why are you telling me? Why are you me? telling me? <laughs> uh, so Blair, Blair's awake now. Uh, it seems that Gossip somehow knows that Blair's having nightmares. Blair's been having nightmares because she, like, mentions it in a voiceover. But Dorota comes in, can already tell that Chuck was in Blair's dream again. So it, it seems that this has been a recurring issue. And Blair's pissed that Chuck behaved like a perfect gentleman in her dream because it, it seems that his heartfelt apology has permeated Blair's subconscious and is haunting her while she sleeps. Uh, it, that's the power of a really good apology i guess yeah especially if, if you mean it which dorota thinks he does yeah i mean look he sure on paper behaved badly but it kind of seemed like he dropped her i don't know i'm not i'm not convinced that is true it, it does seem that way um <laughs> I, one day i aspire to have an apology so good that it uh, gives people nightmares <laughs> <laughs> well, do you have to do something really bad first or are you just gonna apologize for something you made up no, like, like, say I, I like accidentally like bump into them in like a hallway or something. <laughs> I'll just get such a good apology that they'll be thinking about it for weeks. <laughs> so Blair's conspiracy theory is that as the wedding gets closer, Blair and Louise, of course, Chuck is trying to make Blair doubt her decision to choose Louis. Um, and I feel like if it all it takes is an apology to make Blair doubt her decision, uh, she should probably listen to her doubts regardless of what Chuck is doing. Right. I mean, the whole episode is based around her praying that Chuck is still a bad guy so she can be deterred from him. Like, okay, thank God. I, right. I can't love him. <laughs> yeah. God forbid I have one other option in this world. I would never pick this one that I'm going with. <laughs> exactly. It could be the man who literally sold me for a, a hotel. And as long as it's not Louis, I will choose that person. Yeah. So, um, so we get the exposition here that Louis is in Italy overseeing trade negotiations. So we have a Louis-free week. Nice. And uh, she's not going to let anything interrupt her week of relaxation and serenity. But as soon as Blair looks at the paper, she sees the big headline, Benevolent Bass. So uh, I, I guess now that Chuck has healed, he's back to being the, the good guy he was uh, back in his Eva days. Remember when when Eva turned him into an angel back in early season four? Yeah. This is a much better version of him still. The Eva days, he was kind of... Uh zombie-like and personality-less like, bottomized yeah, yeah yeah now he's he just he's still fun like he, he likes hearing about uh like nate's sex sexcapades and stuff yes, like that yeah still himself he said oh yeah, i God, remember when i used to do things like that <laughs> yeah <laughs> now i like dogs yeah, well, Blair opens her laptop, and uh, Gossip Girl's site is up right on the front page. Very funny picture of Chuck walking monkey with the caption that reads, Favorite Upper East Side pet-slash-owner combo poll winners, Monkey and Chuck. Don't know who else was even up for that poll, but congratulations to Monkey and Chuck. <laughs> Have we gotten this out there? Do we think this dog is cute or ugly? I think Most it's dogs uh, are ugly. Yeah, but it, it, oh my God. it's furiously <laughs> ugly. This is another uggo an for ugly, Gossip Girl. It's an ugly dog. I, oh I think Chuck God. needs an ugly dog, though. Yeah, I don't know if it's, but I, th I think it's supposed to be cute. Cause we were getting it from Scally over here. He apparently thinks this, this monstrosity is cute. Mm, well. Oh my God! Yeah, the headlines: <laughs> two bad people on a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, that could apply to a number of different podcasts. <laughs> many, 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 many. <laughs> I th I think some dogs are cute. Yeah, I. 
I famously can tolerate a little dog. Okay. Sure. <laughs> you get much bigger than a cat, and I'm going to start running the other way. Yeah, I don't. I don't, get, think, you, I don't like the little ones either. So you really need a specific dog. Yeah, it's it's kind of it's just like a. You don't like the Ann Archibald huge dogs. No, either. no, I like very short-haired labs, if anything. But I still don't like. They're not that pettable either. They're not soft. I don't want them to be around, but just not. Don't come up to me. I noticed I, I've been visiting coffee shops recently, and I noticed that it's a free for all in there. Anyone Why are you visiting coffee, a coffee shop? Well, I. <laughs> No, not a as a drinker. as a as a teacher who grades papers, I need to I need to I need to go somewhere to do that. Um, I've been getting really into matchas. I've been oh, I've been having some matcha like with the, oat milk, you like the green tea, a pumpkin spice matcha with oat milk, or a brown sugar uh, matcha with oat mm. milk and and some cinnamon. Oh, that yeah. really. I know you're not an spot. ice cream guy, but a matcha ice cream, nothing like it. I could fuck with a non-dairy frozen dessert. Yeah, yeah. Mm. But anyway, people just bring their dogs in there, and it's like a place of eating and, and drinking. That like, is hair can no, get pla- I, I don't like that. Like being a big brewery guy, I hate when there's dogs or babies in my brewery. I'm here to drink. And it's just accepted. Leave me alone. Yeah. It's bad. Encourage it. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I, I keep hoping there's one day where we like slander dogs, and the guest will be like, yeah, me too. It never happens. <laughs> it, it will never no. happen. Well, when we get Ligori on for his sixth appearance, it'll happen. He's okay, a fellow well, dog hater. Okay. We've just brought up around uh, the wrong I'm people. I'm going to delete all the Ligori episodes. <laughs> you got to delete them. <laughs> I got to give you the password. After this, so, let me I think we should re-release me. the Ligori collection and rebrand. And just... <laughs> <laughs> Um, if we're if we're not careful, Ligori's going to delete those episodes himself as we head <laughs> as right, we right. as we get dangerously close to the to the Ligori line. Um, <laughs> yeah, we're super close already. <laughs> I know. <Yep. laughs> uh, Chuck comes home early morning. Nate thinks he's just getting in from the night, but Chuck says no. He was at a charity meeting, and Nate's like, "Oh, is that what you're calling it now, charity?" But he only gets a small chuckle from Nuck from uh, from Nuck from chuckle Chuck. From Nuck. That's their couple. That's their that's that's their couple name. <laughs> Nuck. Um, uh, I will say. All the characters really, really looking good. I, I feel like they, they are, for season five, as it has not been the strongest episodes, I really think that all of the cast members are uh, are looking their best uh, these days. You're getting a little horny this episode, huh? <laughs> I wouldn't put it that way, yeah. but yeah. <laughs> Finally, they look good. <laughs> I know, I know. All these damn I think it's, <laughs> look Every, good. you know, usually we have at least one person that doesn't know what they're doing with their hair, but I, I think yeah. we've... Uh, no, that's a great point. As, as uh, you, I, I talk about the boys and girls... But <laughs> the, the girls Impressive. actually look look. They both look. Good. <laughs> the, the girls actually look both look good. Usually, like Blair has really been carrying the the team of ladies for the past like season and a half. Serena finally did her hair <laughs> because she went out, uh, and it looks like passable. Finally, like it looks. She can do a lot better with her hair, but it looked like okay, good. You actually tried today. Yeah, a, a ringing endorsement from from Brendan here. Um, so. so Nate can't believe that uh, Chuck is a good guy now either, but Chuck explains if he keeps busy doing good, then there's less chance he'll find himself in a situation that triggers old habits. Habits. Jesus Christ, I can't talk. But whatever Chuck needs to do to be a good guy, like I'm, I'm all for it. I mean, he might as well. I don't know why like more billionaires like Chuck don't just do random good deeds every day. Pe- people would love them. Yeah. Like, what, yeah. <laughs> so you he walked the talk. Okay. Chuck, you have to do less good. You need to <laughs> <Yeah>. stop. Like, <laughs> he's fine. Trust me. Yeah. So, uh, Nate has faith in his buddy Chuck. Thinks he should spend some time on the straight and narrow as well. And then uh, Chuck asks Nate about Diana and him going public. And Nate's like, "Yeah, but it's still the same. We never go anywhere. All we do is fuck in her office. Still, this has to be some kind of kink for Diana. She just loves fucking in the office." 
Must be because like obviously like we find we knew the whole time, but we we get more uh, insight into what she's been trying to do. Um, but it, I, I don't think Nate's grandpa had this in mind for her to keep Nate around. <laughs> and so you're just gonna keep fucking my son in the office? All right, perfect. Well, Here's a billion dollars. <laughs> anything you can do on the clock besides work is a great move. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, Dan and Rufus are video chatting with Dan. Uh, Dan's supposedly on his big book tour. He tells him he's he's in uh, Burlington, Vermont right now, but Lily immediately calls out that he doesn't seem so sure. And Dan's like, oh, all the stops blend together. Uh, Rufus, happy to report that he's proud of his son again, at least for now. Mm-hmm. And he's like, you know, people who go to book, who still go to bookstores are the real readers. They don't care if a book's on some best whatever list, uh, not even ranked on the bestsellers list, unlike me, who I was number eight on the on whatever list <laughs> yeah, he was on. You're one of the people day. that really do care, Rufus. <laughs> and uh dan's like oh yeah turnout's been great uh presumably like we have found out that dan really hasn't left his room how can rufus not tell that dan is just like in his room on this video chat and and dan also didn't think that he would ever come <laughs> to the loft to find to him. The loft. he was surprised at the end of the episode he was surprised like oh shit he actually came here right? you still have keys to your house <laughs> Those green screen backgrounds are just getting popular now. Yeah, <laughs> That's yeah. True, yeah. <laughs> That's I, guess, I guess Dan also figured with like Vanessa out of the picture, Rufus had no reason to come back home. Ah, that's true. That's true. Yeah. Um, so this is when Serena and Charlie walk by, and Lily asks them if they want to join the 2011 version of a family breakfast. But Serena just like coldly says they don't want to be late and walks away. I forgot that Serena was mad at I Dan know. again. Took every me time, a, a every time this to happens, like, I'm like, what? what I guess is she it did again? decide. Yeah. I guess she did decide last week that uh, she was right about killing the movie and got mad at oh, Dan I think that for like they expect mad, us like, to forget, and this is their way of reminding us. Don't worry, guys. Serena's mad at Dan right now, just so you know. So for no reason, because it's not like they have any scenes together or it comes up at all in this episode, <laughs> except for the, right now. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. They're just going to have to remind us again next week. <laughs> <laughs> um, He's a moron. So Serena explains to Charlie that it's a long story, and Serena wants to read all about it on Serena's blog. But Serena hasn't even posted yet. She she doesn't know what to say. Really uh, gets, she now realizes takes off. why <laughs> why uh, why Gossip Girl is anonymous and only takes shots at other people. Um, and Charlie has a, an interesting idea. She says that if Serena wants people to read her, then they need to read about her first. So oh. she tells Serena to get Gossip Girl's attention, which like. I was like, what? The reason no one is reading Serena's blog is because she hasn't posted anything. I am positive, as Blair like points out later, that if she did post anything, people would read it. Like, <laughs> And she already has Gossip Girl's attention. It's not like people forgot who she is and she yeah. has to become relevant let's, again. Let's stop trying to get really inside make- Gossip Girl's head and let's just actually do the work first. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's the thing. It, level of fame and wealth and just like everything that these people have is clearly arbitrary every single episode. It just is what serves <laughs> right. the storyline. As if no one would read, like, the biggest heiress in the world's, like, yeah. uh, you know, blog. Right. Charlie's like, oh, yeah, go on a date so Gossip Girl reports on it and then steal Gossip Girl's thunder by writing the real story. And, I mean, I guess this is something, but it certainly won't take yeah. Gossip Girl down, which is supposedly the, the mission statement of The Spectator, uh, because Serena needs Gossip Girl now just as much as everyone else does. Yeah, you know how to get popular is to poach a couple like readers from Gossip Girl, like the number one <laughs> blog in the world. <laughs> right. That'll do it. That'll do so. it. <laughs> Speaking of Diana, we finally see her. She's on the phone with someone, and we don't know who that person is yet, but he is not happy. Uh, presumably, he's just found out uh, from who knows who that Diana will not stop fucking his grandson. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, I would say, like, really, like, this opportunity to not use the ghost face voice here throughout this entire plot. 
<laughs> Diana explains that she's like, listen, I needed to do it in order to keep him here. Um, you know, probably referring to Nate, if I if I had to guess. And also, whatever she's doing is necessary. I don't know why any of this is necessary for them to take down Gossip Girl. I, I don't know why Diana Payne is so obsessed with taking down Gossip Girl or why she cares. And then we find out that, like, she's working for Grandfather. Why does Grandfather care about taking down Gossip Girl? What What is the big picture here? It's a great question. Uh, all these questions that are posed to us, the audience, I, I also don't care about them. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> As if I have tried to understand the show Gossip Girl for quite some time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and she also assures the uh, mystery phone person who is later revealed to be uh, Grandfather Vanderbilt. She's like, I won't lose Nate or Serena. So, like, also having Serena on board is part of the plan, too. Like, right. I think we mentioned I that last week. Maybe just like, I don't know what she's trying to do, but she's trying to get everyone in her corner. And then somehow that yes. helps her. Well, you know what? Diana is actually going to put some plans into action in this episode that actually do work out somehow. They do work out, but like... <laughs> it's my, my, a very busy episode. <laughs> it is, but like my, my problem with, with her plans is that she explains what she's going to do and then she does it. Like, nothing really goes wrong <laughs> at all for her. It's just like, this is what I'm going to do and then it just happens. Like, oh, okay, so like yeah, we I expected. Know. Great. <laughs> very exciting. <laughs> oh, so no... Uh, no, no hiccups here. Right, no hiccups. I, I was looking for... Well, you hiccuped. That's what you, you, said, you were about to say, but you hiccuped. <laughs> I aspire to adversity. That's probably what I was saying. Ah, yeah. Yes. Yeah, the level of confidence and follow through that she has, like I aspire. That's my dream. Yeah. <laughs> someday, someday you'll get there. Um, Nate and Charlie are at work, and Nate asks Charlie why she's been avoiding him. Uh, they go back and forth here. Charlie's like, "I have a boyfriend. You don't know him. For you. he's from out of town." And Nate uh, supposedly still has a girlfriend, even though she treats him like a board meeting. Um, and Charlie's like, "Listen." If you want something more, then just ask for it. But uh, ask Diana, not me, because I kind of wanted to keep my job. Um, so that's where Charlie stands on the matter. Uh, Rufus is on the phone as well. And Alessandra tells Rufus that Dan missed his book signing in Boston yesterday and didn't turn up to Burlington either. And Rufus is like, oh, no, there must be some mistake because Dan called him, uh, called me from Burlington this morning. What do you mean mistake? Does Rufus think that Alessandra just, like, missed Dan at the book signing somehow? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, you didn't see him speaking? <laughs> oh, he was there. <laughs> and uh, we know that something's going on here because Lily has to take off her sexy glasses to try and figure it out. I, she put them on for a brief second. I'm like, oh, here we go. And then she took them off right away. I was like, come on, lady. What are you doing to me? <laughs> come on. <laughs> You're leaving me hanging here, Lily. <laughs> Leave me hanging. I want to be, be risen. <laughs> <laughs> Blair and Dorota are feeding the ducks. Blair is finally at peace until she sees Chuck holding a random duck and getting his picture taken. Uh, he points out that it must be a slow news cycle. And uh, Blair's pissed. She asks Chuck what he's doing here. Uh, she actually brings up the 2010 treaty and claims that the duck pond is her domain. But Chuck claims that the duck waddled into a dog into the uh, dog park and was about to become a Labrador's lunch. So he was just saving the duck's life. And uh, you know what? Chuck, all of a sudden, an animal rights activist and savior. So we have to stand. Yeah. I, one of my favorite gags of this episode is it's, it's actually the thumbnail of the uh, Planet Claire quotes we're going to use later. Dorota holding that bread seemingly the sourdough bread so it's just funny that the, the level of class that they bring <laughs> to feed the ducks is so funny just like a really nice hunk of bread <laughs> not your average bread uh, those ducks are eating better than i do yes that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> only the be only the best for blair's ducks yes. that's for sure blair's not uh blair's not fucking around she's not giving um, them wonder bread no 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 never and so <laughs> what she never bought wonder bread no, she really doesn't know what Wonder Bread is. That's true. 
so uh, Chuck tells Blair that he's taken up enough of her time, and also Monkey needs his constitutional. I had no idea what a constitutional was, and since Chuck said it, I assumed it was something dirty. Mm, but I looked it up. Apparently, constitutional is just a dated slang for a walk, which once again, no one in the world oh. talks like Chuck Bass does. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I assume. I'm gonna start saying I need to go on. I need to go on my constitutional. <laughs> I like that. Um, so Blair yells at Dorota. She she's uh, asking what more needs she needs to see, and Dorota's like of the duck pond like i don't really want to be here to begin with and uh <laughs> but no blair is talking about chuck trying to manipulate her into believing he's a good person and i guess at this point what did you think was happening it were you like is chuck actually trying to be a good person or is blair kind of right that this is the uh this is a blair manipulation scheme no actually chuck's trying to be a good person and blair is just really hoping that he is pretending i mean at this point i'm like can it be both sure it could be a little <laughs> bit of both yeah. <laughs> you know, well, so, he, he is also pretending to he's he's trying really hard to not be a bad person just because he's worried uh, it'll bring him back to Blair, too. Right. Um, Blair, I mean, not, you're not Blair. You're Brendan. Oh, Brendan, nice you're always on hat. Second. <laughs> you're you're always on hat watch. How do you feel about Blair's hat in this scene? I mean, anything Blair wears is either looks good or is just funny. Uh, I guess this falls <laughs> into the funny category. It gave me a chuckle, too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> So, Blair has uh, no other choice now, according to her, but to expose Chuck as a fraud. And obviously, she feels the need to do this because obviously she is obsessed with Chuck again. So, like, it's very transparent. But you know, this is why we love her. Like, yeah. she, she is really like trying to convince herself and Dorota that she's like, no, 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 I have to expose Chuck. There's, there's no else, nothing else that that I can do. And with Louis gone for the week, it looks like Blair can actually have some fun this week. Yeah. Whenever Blair's like extremely animated about anything she cares about, it's usually her just kind of spiraling out of control. Uh, and it just makes for fun. That's why we love her, yeah. yeah. So, Diana calls Charlie into her office, and she says that she needs to start a war between Serena and Gossip Girl. So, uh, Charlie's job is to stay on Serena and let Diana know what happens. But before Charlie leaves, Diana, of course, is like, um, regarding Nate, I thought I told you to, like, uh, stay away from him because he's mine, not yours. And, like, <laughs> Charlie gets a little brave here and is like, okay, you're not going to want to hear this, but that was all Nate. So maybe you should loosen up a little and not be on him all the time. Um, we, we know that Diana is fucking Nate, obviously. She also has some kind of uh, dealing going on with a grandfather. Do you think she's fucking both grandpa and son? Oh, interesting. Whoa. <laughs> that would be an interesting love triangle. I subscribe to that theory. Now. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> so Diana... We'll pass on the unsolicited romance advice, but tells Charlie to make sure that Serena is all over Gossip Girl. Uh, Charlie seemingly already one step ahead of her. She already like gave Serena this this advice to get on Gossip Girl. And before she leaves, Char Charlie assures Diana that she would never do anything to jeopardize where she is right now because she finally has a life here and she isn't going to screw that up, especially for a guy. And Diana just like weirdly smiles. I did Diana somehow summon her ex boyfriend Max here? Like she seems like she already knows that that, uh, <laughs> that things are going to go awry I, I, for Charlie. I didn't really. Uh, process this because I didn't know what was about to happen so I don't think I realized that she was like she had a, a plan already I don't know how she already knows who Max is seemingly she mm -hmm. like I, Diana is very all-knowing somehow and yeah. we don't Other, exactly otherwise know it is very coincidental that he ends up in New York City for a job interview. it's insane so maybe she he, somehow he was, got the job interview to him I don't know he lived in LA and wanted to move to Portland why is he in a job interview right, in New York I right. mean we know that I, how does he 
I guess, does he know that Ivy moved to New York? I don't know. We'll, we'll figure it out at some point, hopefully. Right. And, I, and if Diane was behind this, like, how would she have ever known who he was? Like, she doesn't, right. I guess she exactly. dug into Charlie's, uh, Ivy's past. I don't know. Well, Serena's walking the sidewalks of New York, and who the hell does she bump into but Ivy's boyfriend, Max. I mean, I told you that good boyfriend Max wasn't done. He'd be back on the show, and here he is. And, of course, on a super small island like Manhattan, of course, he's bound to run into Serena, and they, mm-hmm. they literally bump into each other. Yeah. And, obviously, Serena, being Serena, she is immediately smitten with this guy and asks if she can help with anything. And Max is like, I'm looking for my ex-girlfriend, Ivy Dickens. Do you know her? So was Max's plan just to go up to rangers, random strangers in New York and ask if they know his girlfriend? <laughs> yeah, must be. I, was, I really wanted like a super like a- cut of all the Serena bumping into <laughs> men and just falling in love with them. <laughs> and her just immediately <laughs> smiling and being like, oh, can I help you with anything? <laughs> Diana, Diana dismisses a meeting. Nate stays behind and tells Diana that he's a little confused about um, us. Uh, poor Nate just wants to DTR, and he says that they won't be anything if they keep mixing work and pleasure, so he wants to look for another job. But we know that that is not an option because Diana needs to keep him here. So now she suggests maybe they should cool things off, take a couple days off. Uh, she's going to go to Paris anyway, so you know why doesn't Nate have fun with without the pressure of her being on top of him all the time? So uh, now we know who's on top. I, I never really mm-hmm. had any doubts that it was, it was Diana, uh, of course. And so Nate's like, does that mean we're not exclusive? And Diana's like, hey, that works for me if it works for you. And she just wants to make him happy because he is her right-hand man and she can't afford to lose him, which obviously not what Nate wants to hear. Um, I was like, does Diana not get that? But I don't I don't think she cares. She's just, she's just trying to keep Nate at the company and she thinks she needs to cool things off with him in order to make that happen. Yeah, it seems like her main goal is to keep everyone that she needs for her ultimate plan in-house she's on her way she's on her way Blair has made a venn diagram of the new chuck and old chuck so obviously i had to break this down um i don't really understand it in the circle for new chuck it says animal cruelty inhumanity starving children lies poorly run charity um (laughs) i don't i don't know and then in the old chuck circle it says Ageism, unattractiveness, hostile takeovers, and then something about dog excrement. I, I couldn't see another one because mm. uh, the compass was covering it, which, by the way, I love that Blair is using a compass to make perfect circles for this. <laughs> and I love that she just owns a compass, too. Like, yeah, very funny. There's no, she needs to be making circles so often that she has a compass. But I mean, The new and then, things in, must, have, must be like a theory of what she thinks actually behind the mask. I guess so. And then in the center circle, the, the overlapping part, where the the, uh, the intersection of Old Chuck and New Chuck, it says Russians, cheap liquor, and 200 thread count. This whole diagram is confusing because none of it makes sense to me. Very interesting. <laughs> He's way ahead of the thread game, I guess. Did they? Maybe Josh Schwartz didn't think I would pause it, and he was just like, "Just put some stuff in a in a fucking." Diagram. Everybody Who pick cares? a phrase like, and throw just, it in there. Just put, yeah, throw pick it out of a hat. Um, <laughs> But yeah, so Blair's hard at work figuring something out, and Dorota walks in on her, and Blair cannot rest until until she proves that Chuck is not actually a good guy. So she is doing her best and is scheming and fucking with him because of course she is. And Dorota asks what she's testing exactly, and Blair explains that obviously they will be uh, there in clever disguises uh, when she fucks with Chuck to see Chuck uh, either berating the dry cleaner or firing the bartender, thus proving that he's only pretending to be a good person for the press or for Blair to see. Um, I, w- I have to see this plan in action. I would love to see Blair and Dorota in disguise just spying on a dry cleaner I, I or a bartender. It ended up being just like a, a boring mask party because I would have loved to have seen what disguises they got to use. Um, Probably the classic uh, nose and, and glasses. Gotta be. 
<laughs> I, I can yeah. see Dorota in that, honestly. <laughs> I, <can> do, yeah. <laughs> I wonder if that would make me attracted to, to Dorota. Lily, I just Probably. need regular glasses, but Dorota, I need like, the funny glasses with the mustache. You're not already. Okay. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Pretty fucked up. Um, All right. Dorota asks if Blair is just doing this because she's upset with Louis, and Blair claims that Louis only did what he did out of love and that Blair has forgiven him, which is quite magnanimous of Blair. Uh, so Blair is going to go through with this plan. Um, Serena, meanwhile, has dropped her day to help this stranger Max, and <laughs> he's like, oh, don't worry, I'm, I'm not even here to find my ex-girlfriend, which is crazy, and a that he is not here to see his ex-girlfriend and yet he's asking strangers to help him find her and he just had some stuff he has to get back to her actually he's in town for a job interview so he went all the way across the country for to interview for a job as a line cook and not because he wanted to talk to ivy apparently which okay sure apparently that's what he tells her later on too it's like i'm here with someone else i don't care about you <laughs> so and Serena tells him he must be a talented chef to even get an interview at, I forgot the place he said he was interviewing at, but uh, she tells him she'll help him find the place because she's been suffering from writer's block. So this is when Charlie calls Serena and tells her that she better not be at work because she found a hot guy in a suit, uh, you know, who definitely isn't also my secret boyfriend. And Serena's like, no suit, but uh, I sure did find a guy. And Serena tells Charlie that she's going to take him to his interview, but Charlie's like, no, you need to go further. You need to take him out to lunch someplace nice. And Serena's like, I don't know. I don't want to make this guy late, uh, which, you know, ask Dan. That is her specialty. She is, she is very good at making guys late to interviews. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's her favorite so. thing to do. It, this is insane. This is like her. Has she started this job yet? And this is her excuse. Like, well, I have writer's blocks. I'm going to walk around and get inspired. Yeah, I guess listen, she needs to go do Diana stuff. Doesn't give a shit. To, she, yeah, she wants yeah. Serena to end up on Gossip Girl. As long as she's technically on payroll, it doesn't matter. She wants to be yeah. out in the world. One less person knocking on her office door is right. probably a good thing. <laughs> Speaking of Diana, because as soon as Charlie hangs up, Diana is sitting right there. And Diana is seemingly everywhere in this episode. I didn't even bat an eye when she said she'd be at Paris and then she was at the party. Because, like, of course she's at two places at once. I it didn't that, that tracked with me. I, yeah. She's everywhere in this episode. She's sitting right there. She asks, who's the guy? And Charlie's like, it's some nobody off the street. Which Serena didn't say. She didn't say I'm with a nobody. But... <laughs> <laughs> And she's like, yeah, Gossip will fucking love it, which is so insane. And so Diana sends Charlie off to get a picture and then tells her to make her uh, email to Gossip Girl as pressing as she can. And uh, before she goes, Nate drops by to talk to Charlie, but Charlie rushes off and tells Nate that he, unless he wants her fired to stop talking to her. I'm so confused about what the story is, though, about Serena. What, what would this be? Hey, Serena's out on a date with a random guy. Like, this yeah. is not Gossip Girl worthy to me. Oh, S, you're with a fucking loser. What's up? <laughs> <laughs> right, that would definitely get Serena, some, Yeah, that's good. And then Serena goes on her blog. Is like, there's been a lot of talk about me dating a fucking loser, and I just want to clear the air. Max is actually a very successful line cook and got an interview with, like, okay, Taste great. any of his apricot dishes. Gonna, they're delicious. We're, we're still going to subscribe to Gossip Girl, S by S, whatever the <laughs> fuck your blog is called. Yeah. <laughs> Rufus gets off the phone. A lot of phone calls in this episode. Everyone's talking on the phone. Uh, the hotel in Boston says that Dan is still checked in, and... Lily thinks that uh, maybe Dan just fell asleep, which that's me. Whenever someone says that someone's like not answering or something, I'm like, oh, you know, they probably just fell asleep. That's that's always my logical conclusion. That was always my my, um, my trick for getting out of soccer practice. I would just fall asleep, or if I couldn't fall asleep, I would pretend to be asleep. My parents would walk into my room like, is he ready for practice? No, nah, he's sleeping. Ah, I guess he's not going. <laughs> You're lucky because that's how I would always try to get out of church every Sunday morning, and my mom would just wake me up. Yeah. Yeah. So you need to go confess for putting yeah on a mixtape on a, on a burn CD. <laughs> oh, for that, I, I can't blame her on that one. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> yeah. and, uh, they would not they would not for, forgive me they said no that is a step no, too far yeah yeah well <laughs> looking back you can understand yeah. they said you sir are going to hell and there's nothing you can do about it <laughs> so i always knew that i always knew that usher would get me in the end <laughs> so lily asked rufus she's like don't you remember when you were touring you know we didn't know if we, we were in norway or denmark never mind what time the show started and like rufus's point is yeah but i always made it on stage my point is like i feel like a rock and roll tour is a little bit different than a book tour <laughs> just a little bit a little bit it is. he's getting on he's getting on stage like wasted in sunglasses like reading the book to, be, to people <laughs> and <he's> like, <laughs> Read chapter seven again. <laughs> right. They really do treat it like it's the exact same thing. <laughs> might get him more press at this point, though. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> That's people, would start, people would start showing up, probably. <laughs> Not a bad idea. <laughs> so Ruf Rufus knows uh, Dan and knows that he would never skip out on an obligation. And Lily knows Rufus. And she's like, oh, what time are we leaving for Boston? <laughs> um <laughs> Don't they have a son that lives in Boston? Like, maybe sh they should drop by and say hello while they're planning to no. go there. It doesn't even come up. <laughs> Rufus is ready to uh, get his car in Brooklyn and drive. So it's going to be a road trip for Rufus and Rufus and Lily. I almost said Rufus and Chili. That would have been a different... <laughs> a different... <laughs> if we cut to the car, it's just a big bowl of Chili in the passenger seat. No Lily to be seen. <laughs> no, Lily has to sit in the back. <laughs> Sorry, little ch Chili has to You know how it goes. Like, oh, honey, I get it. <laughs> <laughs> Nate and Charlie are on the sidewalk. Nate is desperate to talk to Charlie and ask about her uh, boyfriend. And he's like, if a Rhodes had a boyfriend, the whole Upper East Side would know about it. Um, so Charlie changes the subject about and asks about Diana. And Nate says that Diana doesn't really want to date him anymore. So really, uh, just kind of towing the line here with, with Charlie and Nate. Nate's seemingly going for it, and Charlie is, is still holding off because she's a, she's a career woman, first and foremost. <laughs> yeah, she always has been. <laughs> She's a great worker. Absolutely. You're right choice. You throwing it away for Nate? No. Mm. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> Serena, Serena is still with Max, and uh, they are at their lunch destination, and Max is like, oh, so when girls like you say lunch, you really mean clothes. Which, what the hell does he mean by girls like you? I don't even know. <laughs> Blonde girls? I don't mm. know. Rich girls? I don't know. Rich girls? Uh, we're eating clothes for lunch. Uh, Max is relying on Serena to be his official guide to get around Manhattan. But all of a sudden, Serena has this weird change of heart and doesn't want to hang out with him for some reason and decides to just give him directions to his interview and send him on his way. Um, I guess she really was like, she even though bad fucking he's with not him, I guess. to his interview. I guess she's like, I'm leading him on. He's going to be late to his interview. I just can't do this anymore. And she knows for a fact um, that this is going to make him late for his interview. And she doesn't care at yeah. first because it's good for whatever the fuck she's trying to do, which no one really understands. Uh, and then she's and again, like, you know what? I should be nice. If he's dumb enough to miss his interview to fucking eat clothes with Serena, then I don't know what to do. Well, I, I sort of understand where he's coming from. He's like, I do want to have lunch with this like pretty girl, but I don't know how long these weird rich people lunches in like clothing stores take. So I just want to know, like, hey, <laughs> how long is this going to be before I go? I guess so. So Serena gives him an interview tip and apologizes and just leaves him. Uh, how does she know about the the apricot tip? Yeah, that comes out of nowhere. I guess she's just something. <laughs> I'm sure, she knows, she knows every high yeah, fancy chef. I guess. Yeah. By the way, I'm close personal friends with this chef, and he fucking loves apricots. So make sure you make sure you mention it. Mm. Uh, she she bumped him bumped into him on the street. At yes. Some point, I'm sure. And then fell in, and then fell in love with him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so back to Nate and Charlie. Uh, Nate has the charm turned on, and he's accusing Charlie of liking him at least a little bit. Um. Is this a good strategy just being like, come on, I know you like me. I, probably it's when you're good. Nate Archibald, it works more times than not. Oh, but I yeah, don't know. It has, 
a million times. It's worked for him. Right. Come on, you like me. You I, like I, I, me. I did you see some sparks between the two of them last episode too, so I, I, it's sure. not like well, out of the question. Well, yeah, like I said, Nate has chemistry with everyone he talks to. Right. Somehow, I mean, he shouldn't. Nate is talking about how there was a lot of chemistry in the kiss between them, but Shirley isn't listening because, of course, she sees Max walking by. And even though, like, he's at a distance and she has no reason to think that he would be in New York, she's not like, mm, that looks like my boyfriend, but, like, it couldn't be. She instantly recognizes him. He's like, that is my boyfriend. Uh, naturally starts making out with Nate. Uh, in Nate's point of view, like, he just thinks he mentioned their kiss and it was so much for Charlie that she had to start kissing him again. So he must be pretty full of himself right about now. Yeah, like, all you have to do is remind the girl about it. And, like, oh, yeah, that was fun. Come here. <laughs> <laughs> uh charlie's plan works out though because max doesn't notice her and walks walks right by her uh, i feel like there were a million things charlie could have done that yeah. didn't involve kissing nate I mean, but, diana okay. points this out like you could have just turned around or walked the other way <laughs> i don't know this yeah, yeah. <laughs> anything anything best, else. best place to hide your face is in someone else's yeah that's what i always it, it say did work for, in the meantime <laughs> And right on cue, we get an uh-oh, Charlie, from Gossip Girl. And, of course, Diana is looking at Gossip Girl, like, in real time, even though she's trying to destroy Gossip Girl, first of all. She's uh, she's still giving them their, uh, their clicks. Their views, yeah. uh, and she sees Nate and Charlie smooching on the front page already. Gossip Girl walks so fast. Uh, and the, the caption says, Nate Archibald's cougar and her cub in Pride War. Uh, not Gossip Girl's best caption, I don't think. No, but it, it isn't saying <laughs> that these people think that they can compete with Gossip Girl. Look at how quickly they work versus uh, you put Serena out there, hasn't written a blog. You're like, oh, you're, we're going to hire you. And it takes her two fucking weeks to write a single thing. I feel yeah. like, yeah, their, their plan is going to be so stupid when uh, Diana's just kind of like nonchalantly throwing into conversations like, oh, yeah, did you see what happened to Nate on uh, S by S the other day? And people are like, what the? It's going to be like when Nick Weiger brings <laughs> up Bing on Doughboys instead of Google. Like, what is this bit that you're doing? Bring up S by S instead of, <laughs> instead right. of gossip. They're shoehorning it in there. No one, no one reads S by S. What are yeah. you talking about? So, uh, Charlie has found herself back in Principal Diana's office. And Diana shows her the Gossip Girl blast and is like, are you trying to make a fucking fool out of me? And Charlie's like, it was an emergency. I had to hide from Max. But Diana, like we said, is skeptical. She's like, the only way to do that was to snog Nate. And uh, not the word I use, but the point is the same. It's a good word, though. It's a good English word. Yeah, we should we should bring it into to conversation. Like I've heard it most in the Harry <laughs> Potter movies. It's a, it's a weird word, actually. I don't I don't I don't love it. Yeah, it's very close. We'll to say to the Brits are saying lips these days. They're saying what? You say you lips someone instead of snog them. You lips, lips someone. Some, interesting. Yeah, like, they're they're oh. lips in. They're lips in. <laughs> they're lips. They're lips in, baby. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> Charlie doesn't know why Max is here, but if he finds her, he could ruin everything. So Diana's like, don't worry. I'll get rid of him. Which, again, at this point, I didn't know why Diana was invested in keeping Charlie's secret. Uh, I guess so she still has something to hold over her. I feel like she didn't need to do anything. If, if they just did nothing, Max will never find her because, I, I mean, I guess that's not true because he he's actually going to be in this very office very soon. Um, <laughs> so maybe, that, maybe, maybe that's not correct. But uh, she has no reason to think that Max will be able to find her. Right. Uh... Yeah, I, I, I still don't know. I don't know. I don't know why Diana... I guess she's just using Charlie uh, for as long as she can because it seems like she knows the entire time that she wants to just drop this bomb on her. Because, again, like you said, it seems like she knew about her boyfriend before she even started working here. I don't know. It's it's very, it's very all very confusing. Very quick thinking, very quick traveling. Like She's got it. She's, she's got it. it. Yes. Yeah, I feel like 
she could have had I, like I don't have anything off the top of my head, but I feel like she could have had very simple plans to get like if her ultimate goals were to get Nate and Serena to stay working for her, it could have been like something very easy. Instead, she comes up with this like 150 point plan, but then she executes it like so. Right, it does work. It's, it's, it, it does end up working. Um, I, I guess she gave it. She just wanted to have fun with it, and uh, she, she will. So, yeah. uh, Charlie's new task now is to convince Nate that she doesn't nor will she ever have any romantic interest in him. Uh, so Charlie thanks Diana and tells her not to let her know or, or to let her know what she wants her to do. And Char- uh, Diana's like, oh, very simple. You're just going to ask Nate out on a date. So that that is that is the new plan now. Uh, we, we don't know the rest of it so far, but we, we know that uh, Diana's cooking up something. So c- can't wait to see what that is. Um, Chuck is staring at a mask. And I immediately said, not another mask. Oh, boy. Uh, like I said, we haven't done that this season yet, so I guess we were due. Yeah. Um. And Nate. It is funny. It's like Chuck it's like the it. shittier version of like I guess back in the day when we enjoyed like the the paintballs of community. Like, I guess it did kind of become that too, where maybe it became a right, little bit. Right, but I much. always knew that paintball was a thing in community. I, right. I never, even though I've watched this show multiple times, I never realized that the uh, here we go the ma- like I remember it being like oh cool a Cotillion episode like we do that a couple times. Right. You you want to be something that you get excited being... for, not something that you'd like grown about. Right. When's the mask episode? <laughs> right. Um, so we find out via Chuck that the cougar is winning in the Gossip Girl poll, uh, even though it Ooh. appears that Nate chose the cub. And Nate is so confused right now, even more so than usual, because Diana told him she wanted uh, time off, and Charlie just kissed him and ran. Which, this poor guy, he's in like this weird cougar cup love triangle, and both of these girls are like playing games with him for some the reason. Hell out of him. Yeah, he's already very yeah, confused. <laughs> so. <laughs> So uh, this is when, this is when uh, Chuck explains that the mask is for a sleep no more benefit show that he's hosting, and naturally uh, the whole audience will be wearing masks while they watch. So anytime this happens, we we can assume that someone will get confused for Serena, uh, because yes. not only do we do masks every season, but without fail every single time someone rec- rec- accuses a different blonde for Serena. And it's part of the fun. This is when yeah, this is when Nate explains to the audience what sleep no more is, uh, just very of course uh, nonchalantly, very conversationally, just kind of. <laughs> includes it in there and chuck explains that since the place is big and dark it provides the perfect opportunity to disappear for the night and avoid any run-ins with blair so while blair it's almost like it's not, he's not just explaining to us what this event is but he's also explaining to us like the writer's point of view of like how they're going to get wh- where they want to go yeah <laughs> yes it's <laughs> it's uh it's very natural of course and like, so while Blair thinks that Chuck is just doing all of this to get her attention chuck is actually trying to avoid her because he thinks that she is going to affect his progress Yes. Yeah. Valid. <laughs> yeah. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this is when Charlie texts Nate and uh, tells him that she scored tickets to sleep no more. Uh, he wants to be the date. So everyone is just going to this event tonight, of course. Yeah. Would you Would you look at that? Um, Blair is tracking Chuck's whereabouts on the Gossip Girl spotted map, or at least she's trying to. And Serena comes in and complains that whenever you don't want Gossip Girl posting about you, she always does. But as soon as you do, silence. And Blair's like, yeah, I, I know. Gossip Girl's slacking. The Chuck Best spotted page is broken. Uh, he's off the map. Uh, but I feel like this is probably by design because Chuck just said he wants to disappear tonight. So... Does Chuck have the ability to turn off his location from Gossip Girl? Mm. You did, uh, Brendan, once surmise that he does give Gossip Girl permission to track his location. Right. Maybe right now he's like, hey, not in the mood. Just turn it off. Like, yeah, right. he's a well-respected figure on Gossip Girl. So he could. He yeah, Gossip Girl and Chuck do do have a bit of a, a relationship. Yeah. They're, they're old chums. Yeah. 
They're all chumps. I love how there's this site that tracks the whereabouts of multiple random teenagers, but then needs <laughs> Serena's help to find a restaurant in the city. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like, oh, we'll, we'll figure out where that is. I have no clue. <laughs> so Serena obviously asks Blair why she's looking for Chuck, and Blair's like, um, obviously I have no choice because Chuck is clearly waging war between me and Louis. And Serena's like, uh, the only war Chuck is waging is with his own demons. And when Serena has to call you out, you, you know that's bad. You know you know, you look pretty crazy right now. Yeah, and, and she is seeming crazy, but anything Blair's doing is always so much more interesting than Serena, so she has no leg to stand on for me. Sure. Um... So Serena also points out that Chuck has hired a new therapist. He's focusing on his new businesses. He's throwing a benefit tonight for charity. And that's growth. We love growth. It's so amazing how quickly they just rollercoaster Chuck's uh, character up and down. <laughs> yes. So quickly. Every every time he starts to, you know, fall back to his old ways, that we had an episode where it's like, Chuck's good now. Chuck's good. Look at everything good he's doing. And, and he's basically, after a couple episodes, it becomes convincing. Like, I, I like him again oh, wow. right now. And it's weird because like it, you just have to go back a few episodes ago, and he's a piece of shit. You don't, you don't need to twist my arm. Yeah, we almost have two full seasons left. How many times could he go up and down? Seventeen times more. Seventeen times more. Yeah, yeah that's about right. <laughs> about well, every other episode, give or take. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> Serena also got an invite to the big Sleep No More event, and she gives Blair some uncharacteristically good advice. She should worry about herself and Louis, and not concern herself with Chuck. While uh, Serena's plan is just to stay home and work on her blog, the, the blog we all know that she is never going to finish, <laughs> and still hasn't, I believe, by the end of this episode. I mean, I think by the end of the episode, she might get started on it, though. I think there's a couple. She like quits once or twice during this episode. Right. Is back on she board. Might by the end. She might get started. Might get started. Yeah, she. She might. It might. It's gonna take her three whole episodes to write the word the like a uh, like SpongeBob <laughs> yeah, does. Right. <laughs> the. <laughs> so. Blair tells Serena that if she writes about uh, how many strokes it takes to brush her hair, people would read it, and she is completely so correct. <laughs> yes. So. Serena is like, oh, well, Charlie thought no one would read my blog unless it was on Gossip Girl's radar again. But um, well, She's not from here. She doesn't know anything. Just listen to me. I'm Blair. Yes. This is when Blair thinks uh, that Serena is too good to blog, uh, so she should just tell Diane it's not for her, which not bad. And Serena's like, well, you're too good to scheme. But that's what Blair that's was put on this earth to thing. do. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> but you, so you've never blogged before. I always scheme. Yes. So they make a deal. Blair stops messing with Chuck, and Serena will talk to Diana. And neither of them, uh, neither of them, go through with this deal. Yeah. I mean, I guess Serena does talk to Diana by the yeah. end, but not to tell her she's not doing the blog. Yeah. To tell her that she definitely is going to do the blog. This whole conversation is very, a bunch of very empty promises. <laughs> yes. As soon as Serena leaves, Blair makes a phone call to get a ticket to tonight's <laughs> performance. Yeah. So. At the Spectator, uh, Serena finds Diana and tries to back out of her blog. Uh, she doesn't sell anyone herself or anyone else out to attract an audience. Uh, oh, so you mean the same exact thing that Serena said last week and then just decided to do the job anyway? You mean she still feels the same way? Like, why Why did she take the job if her opinions about it did not change? Yeah, very interesting television there. <laughs> we are right back where we started. So. <laughs> Uh, she tries to explain that she's been desperately trying to get on Gossip Girl so badly that she almost hurt an innocent stranger just to make Diana happy. Wow. And I, she wasn't really hurt. Like, she was giving him directions, uh, she, but I guess she's so she was going to lead him on and make him late to his inner... Yeah. Um, and I think I think she's scared. She was falling in love with him already. Oh, easily. Aw. <laughs> <laughs> and she says, the worst part 
is he seemed like a good guy, and Serena will probably never see him again. Uh. As Max knocks on the door, literally once she says that, and Serena can't believe it because they were just talking about him, and uh, she explains how they met and how he was looking for his ex who works in the building. I, I don't know how he knows where she works, but he does, and... Max apologizes, but Diana is thrilled she that he's here. Like the look on her face, she's like, "Ooh, another twenty-year-old, please stay." Yeah, she really is filling up the place more with a bunch of kids. And I think when we, we go back to like the first or second episode, whatever it is, when we meet her and her team, it's a bunch of old people. And I think she was just waiting for an excuse to fire them all so she could hire a bunch of young people. Well, listen, <laughs> when Nate starts getting love- old, she needs she needs someone else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love this though. Where, like, a completely implausible situation happens, and Serena's like, what a coincidence! Amazing! My life! <laughs> and I'm sure that, like, many good things have fallen into her lap over the years uh, that have set up unrealistic expectations, but, like, Serena's a ridiculous character. This is incredible, yes. And so, Max has come all the way here to tell Serena that he scored a second interview because of her apricot tip, and... Serena's like, oh, that's great. And it's so nice that you tracked me down just to tell me that and not at all creepy. Usually not, and... I'm usually not even at work. I'm usually walking around bumping <laughs> yeah. into guys. I'm usually bumping into guys like you, complete absolute losers like you, and, try... <laughs> <laughs> and trying to make them miss their interviews. Um, so Diana thinks the two of them should celebrate, suggest Chuck's benefit tonight. Uh, very messy, Diana. I, I, I approve with, with whatever she's doing. And uh, Serena's like, oh, that sounds like fun. Uh, they don't think to exchange information at this point, I guess, because they are still going to go through Diana to, to try to set this up. <laughs> oh, You'd yeah, think yeah, they'd yeah. be like, oh, let me get your number. We can text up to me. What time are you going? What time am I not? No, no, no. Diana right. will fill you in on all the details. You get going. Right. She controls everything. They, they, they do mention, I think, at the event, like, no phones, but I think they just mean in the rooms. Like, you can still use your phone to get to the place. <laughs> You're allowed to do that. <laughs> so... Serena and Max both very excited. Uh, everyone once again will be going to the event of the week, and we are at the event of the week now. And Chuck is all smiles as the band is playing. Uh, someone grabs the mic, tells the crowd they all have cards. If you have your ace, go to the door. Uh, and they, you know, so they're going to do that. Naturally, Chuck has an ace, so he finds the door. Uh, no talking, no photos, no phones, but feel free to explore. We, we just pointed out another episode where they implement the no phone rule, which we we were just saying it's a good one. So. Uh, now we have limited phones, at least, and also masks involved. So this this should uh, be interesting. All all the utensils are in place for an interesting episode. And Blair has so many cards in her hand, so she finds her ace and goes into the room as well. I thought you were supposed to have one card. How did Blair I think, get so it seems many like cards? She brought her own deck to make sure she could <laughs> yeah. go where she needs to go, <laughs> to go whenever she wanted. Yeah, to any door. I I, 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 we see I think I, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Tickets. <laughs> like, I sorry, I missed that, Scally. Oh no, it's fine. I said I like, or maybe she bought fifty-two tickets because she's very. <laughs> like, she has a plan. That is very plausible too. She, she wouldn't think to, <laughs> to bring a deck. Just buys. <laughs> I was gonna say I, I don't necessarily love the the caveat of just oh you know what no phones this episode like or like have them having to explain that kind of annoys me and feels like a cop out so they can just, like let's let's create their own our own rules for this little segment of the episode so that it works for us. So it seems, it it's just like seems Modern amazing. Survivor, where every week they're just like, and by the way, no one has a vote this week now. This this should be interesting. We're just changing the rules of Gossip Girl every week now. Right. Yeah. So, Dorota also is here in disguise. She swipes an ace and heads in as well. She's kind of just following people around in this episode. That's that's her main thing. Um, 
Nate and Charlie are going to arrive. Nate is obviously happy that Charlie invited him here, but he has no idea what's going to happen. And so Nate assures Charlie that, don't worry, Diana's off in Paris, so they'll be and they'll be wearing masks, so it's going to be okay. And Charlie says she's going to go get a glass of water because she's anxious, and she heads to the bar, and Diana is sitting right there, noticeably not in Paris, and she asks Charlie how it's going, and Charlie tells her it'd be better if Diana would just tell her the plan uh, because she doesn't feel comfortable stringing Nate along. I feel like Diana is still coming up with the plan, and that's why she hasn't let her in on it yet. Yeah, but she still seems very confident about it. It's like just always smirking. You, I'll figure it every out. scene ends with her yeah. sitting by herself just like, hmm, I've got this all in the bag. Yeah. Um. Diana's plan originally was to catch them there together in the act to make Nate feel so guilty that he has to come running back to apologize. But now she said she's going to come up with something better. Um, how do we feel about plan A, the original plan? A little boring. I think what the one we get is yeah. a little more fun. Uh, yeah. Unfortunately, at, at Charlie's expense, which I don't love. But it seems kind of inevitable at this point that Charlie's going to be exposed to at least some people this episode. You have to with, with your boyfriend being yeah. here. They were already caught on Gossip Girl. Like, if he felt guilty, he would have felt guilty already, I feel like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that is yeah, true, yes. Right. And Nate shouldn't feel guilty because this was Diana's idea. Mm-hmm. Right. You'd really have to trick him into feeling guilty, which, you know, is not out of the realm of possibility. Um, Max arrives and also gets called over to Diana. He asks if Serena is here, and now we see what Diana's master plan is. She tells Max, oh, you just missed her. They called her card and she went in, but... uh. You know, she told Diana to tell Max to find her. Find her. So, uh, very clever plan. I, I, I am still asking, how does Diana know that Max knows Ivy? Um, maybe it was get, a I conversation mean, she's had with I guess Ivy Charlie. Did, Ivy. Yeah, I guess. I guess she did reveal it. But I, again, it just seems like she knew this going into it. I, and she, Charlie, also tells her like, "Oh, I had to kiss Nate because uh, Max was there." Yeah. And she, oh. Maybe that was the first time she she thought of it, she heard of it, but yeah. I don't. Know. I guess I guess maybe we'll find out, and maybe we won't, and we'll just have to live with that. So, Anna describes Serena's beautiful gold dress and tells Max that he can't miss her. Uh, true to tradition, someone is going the to confuse dress. another blonde for Serena because everyone is in masks. How does this happen? Literally every season. Uh, I mean, I think we love this it. is and such a weird like costuming decision because they pick these masks that are like very good at disguising a face i'll give them that they take over the whole mm -hmm. face but like when the actual confusion goes up where it's like i lift the mask and i close my eyes to not even yeah. see the person's face <laughs> right. like what you gotta just put a mask on that like you could still kiss in yeah <laughs> which i think they have done in past episodes right in past seasons like the mm -hmm. masks were lipsable yeah, they were lipsable yeah um i feel like at this point where we are Every season confusing someone for Serena in a mask. The writers have to be aware of it, right? But you'd think if they were, they would like call attention to it somehow. Like Nate would be like, "Hasn't this happened before?" But but right. no, this is just something that happens, and no one calls attention to how often it happens. Right, because especially this season, they have been very meta. Right. Good opportunity for them to um, do that, but I guess not. Maybe the writers actually don't remember that they've done this yeah. four times already. So <laughs> everyone is in their silly little masks. They're watching the performance. Uh, Dorota finds Blair, tells her that she can't fool her with the old uh, Ferris Bueller pillows under the covers trick. <laughs> so she uh, is tailing her. And Blair, again, explains that she has to reveal Chuck for who he is. But Dorota thinks that maybe Chuck really is good. And again, we have to assume that he is because he is trying to stay away from Blair. Yeah, no reason to believe otherwise at this point. Except, of course, it's Chuck. And he does love a scheme as well. Yeah. Yeah, he does. Yeah. And he is just like in the yeah. room by himself, just waiting for her, seemingly. Yeah. Well, 
waiting for something. Who knows? Yeah. Uh, Blair announces that a famous famous Polish film director is here, and it actually works on Dorota. <laughs> and uh, she turns, and Blair sneaks away. Yeah, her best Classic. Jada Essence Hall. <laughs> <laughs> and it worked. Yeah, works every time. Um, That's true. Serena arrives. I, I love that every time anyone arrives, they check in with Diana first, uh, except for <laughs> Nate, who thinks she's in Paris. <laughs> everyone else knows, knows that Diana is here and is literally the first person that everyone is going to. And Nate's like, no, don't worry. She's in Paris. We can do whatever we want tonight. <laughs> it's not her event. This is Chuck's event. <laughs> uh, Diana had suggested that Serena be fashionably late, of course. And, of course, Serena listened, but she thinks she overdid it. And Diana lies, though, and tells her that Max hasn't even arrived. Serena is worried that he's lost and wants to go look for him, but Diana's like, women like us don't do things like that. Honestly, not a bad catchphrase. Yeah, put it on a t-shirt. Like, you could convince Serena to not do anything. If you're, no, 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 women like us don't do things like that. Like, all right, t- tell me not to do something. That's great. I, I love not doing anything. <laughs> Uh, so Diana tells her to just wait here because he's probably just running behind but she has to go in Uh, and then we see Diana pay off one of the employees to do her a favor Uh, we don't know what it is right now but uh, she's definitely pointing to Serena saying fuck with her fuck with her I wonder how much she gave her do you you think it was like a big George Washington Uh, at least a George Washington hell yeah quarter right yeah Charlie finds Nate inside. Uh, Nate is confused at how they lost each other uh, because one second he was at a feast and then the next he was in a freaky psych ward. This is uh, quite the immersive experience, it seems like. And actually, I a teacher that works at my school has been telling me to because I told her I go into the city a lot, and she's like, "Oh, you got to do you got to do sleep no more." So maybe, maybe for mm. for uh, research for the pod, I should I should. Uh, so it's sleep up no more. Up. It could be any play, or it has to be. Uh, no, I think it is the the uh, the adaptation of Macbeth that they do. Okay, only. It seems it seems like kind of crazy. Like when you're getting some of these shots, I'm like, this looks like an insane experience. It's it's so weird to just have people just gather around. Uh, also right. insane for these people to keep character while the people are getting this close to you. It it seems interesting. All right, so let's go. Okay, Ooh. that'd be fun. Right. Fun field trip actually. Field trip next week, yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> Charlie asks Charlie asks what <laughs> they should do. <laughs> Charlie asks what they should do next, and Nate's like, oh, actually, I, I think the experience is supposed to be better if we say split up, so uh, you go hang out with the witches, uh, I think I see Lady Macbeth. And Charlie leaves, and now Nate heads straight to Diana, who he was e- easily able to recognize, mask and all, I, I guess he knows her body well, presumably, mm, yes. and Nate asks why she's here and not in Paris, and Diana says she felt it was more important to spend time with Nate, and Nate's like, half-heartedly is like okay sweet and unexpected but i am with someone and nate reminds diana that they aren't exclusive and diana's like oh neither is charlie apparently you know she's seeing someone right um but nate still does not believe that um but diana's like oh maybe they you know they probably broke up because she was complaining that he didn't give her enough attention and she was trying to remedy that so uh diana continuing with the mind games here and it is sad that diana is playing these mind games with near children but uh she does have this whole master plan thing figured out seemingly so uh impressive work so far yeah sometimes she confuses me too i'm like do you actually like this guy at all like sometimes i think she does and obviously i remember that as part of a plan too but I, sometimes I, I believe that she might I have she does. some sort of she, at least sexual feelings for this kid like she does she seems very she seems very jealous of charlie yeah, yeah, that's true. Especially last episode. Um, do you think you would recognize me in a mask, but from the back of my head? Um, wait, do you, I think you would, I would recognize you from the back of your head? Yeah, if I was wearing a mask. No. Damn, I think I would recognize you. Oh. I'll just be honest. I'm sorry, I wouldn't. Okay. Because I actually have a basic back of the head. 
Yeah, I will say, if you did not the have lumps. a mask on, I would recognize the back of your head. Really? Okay, interesting. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Wow. You could end up kissing anybody when you try to kiss Brandon. Yeah, well, <laughs> and I just may. Just making out with the back of my skull. <laughs> Serena's still waiting. Uh, they try to call her in, but Serena says she's still waiting for someone, and uh, now she's giving up hope that Max is coming, because she really just believed Diana that he wasn't here yet. I mean, not only could Diana be lying, which she is, and Serena should always be aware that people could be lying to her, but... Also, isn't it possible that Diana like just missed Max come in? Like maybe he had an ace and walked in before Diana realized he was here. Uh, especially since her like back was to the door the entire night. Like Serena is so ready to believe that he's not here. Yeah, I mean it's, she's classically gullible. I've seen yeah. her track record. I would never doubt Diana. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, the person who was paid off takes a picture of Serena sitting alone. Um, so I guess what's the plan there? Like, she's gonna send that into gotcha Girl? Yeah. What a big, big oh Serena's alone by herself. Oh no. <laughs> Even Serena calls this out too. She's like, "Yeah, I mean, I've seen much worse about me." <laughs> Did you see on S by S? Serena talked about how Gossip Girl said she was alone and said, uh, "Yeah, actually, she just got stood up by, by a fucking loser that she ran on the street." <laughs> so, so glad we have Serena's point of view now. Actually, I found out he was inside the whole time. I didn't realize. <laughs> what a twist! <laughs> Whoa. Blair finds Chuck alone in the bar. Uh, they instantly recognize each other through the masks. Uh, Blair's even like, of course you knew it was me. Um, and Chuck wants to get back to the performance, but Blair tells him that he can't disrupt the drama, so it looks like they are stuck together, alone, amongst the masked and anonymous. And I don't know about you, but it seems to me uh, like something else is going on here besides Blair trying to expose Chuck, because uh, it really seems like she wants to spend time with him. Yeah, it does. Um Definitely putting on an act here. Uh, I, I don't even believe that, like, after the fact that she's like, aha, see, I caught you. You are a bad guy. I, I think she was, like, trying to enjoy a nice kiss more than anything else. I think so, yeah. It's <laughs> like, so, kiss me, kiss me, kiss me. I yeah. knew it. I knew okay. it. Okay, <laughs> you got him, Blair. Yeah. So, um, Blair tells Chuck that she feels safe in here, locked away with the new Chuck Bass, who has none of his old urges. Uh, the seduction turned all the way up now from Blair. And uh, if it works, what exactly is she proving? Uh, I that she tried to hook up with Chuck and it worked like not really the serve she thinks it is, but I, I do support right. it. I want You're supposed pissed. to deny me at all costs, Chuck. Yeah. I, like she's throwing her herself at She's, she's yeah. saying, kiss me, kiss me, kiss me. And then Chuck kisses him and he's the bad guy. Mm -hmm. He's a bad man. Okay. All right. Um, Blair was having trouble believing it at first, but now she tells Chuck that she can see it. The therapy, the apology, he really has changed. And, and Blair is turning it up more. Uh, she's revealing the nape of her neck. She's trying to feed oh, Chuck red hot. Oh, Chuck yeah. is staying strong, even though Blair reminds him that no one is looking. So Blair desperately wants Chuck to give in to his darkest desires, and he eventually does. They start making out, and Dorota is looking on from outside as well. Uh, still looking for that Polish film director, maybe. Yeah, hasn't found him quite yet. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's, a quick little... <laughs> it's a quick It's a quick little steamy kiss. Nothing more, though. Yes. Um, Masked Diana goes up to Masked Charlie, and, I mean, this really just illustrates how much control Diana has in this episode. Like, the puppet master she is, she goes up to Charlie and says, Are you ready, Charlie? There's Nate. Go kiss him. And Charlie just obeys as if she's been hypnotized or, like, programmed yes, to just <laughs> listen on command to what Diana says. Well, Charlie and she walks kind up. of is, like, up to Diana's making. Like, whatever. She just is trying to not only keep her job, which I, I don't fully think she really cares about. She just cares about more not being exposed. Yeah. She really is, is just under her full control. So she does have to. I will kiss she Nate. She said earlier, too, in the episode, <laughs> like, tell me whatever I need to do. And so she's like, all right, all right. I'll take the very literally. 
So she walks right up to the man that Diana is pointing to. They pull off their masks and immediately close their eyes so as not to see each other, <laughs> to the other person at all. Uh. And, and both of them, they both take off their masks and like, oh, can't see anything. And they, <laughs> and they kiss. But when they pull away, to Charlie's horror, it is Max. And to Max's surprise, it's Ivy. Uh, even though, um, like, <laughs> Ivy's like, what, a half foot shorter than Serena? I, I guess maybe he didn't get a good look at how tall Serena was when they were spending the afternoon together, but... Um, Charlie runs out and Max follows him and we see Nate from across the room like saw this all go down and Diana's just smiling because this hundred point plan fi- uh, finally like worked seamlessly for her. Yeah, she nailed it. She nailed it. Um, I, I think it was sort of getting sort of obvious before we get into this party what she wanted to do, especially with Charlie and uh, Max uh, and happens as planned. Yes, it does. Uh, Blair slaps Chuck. After she tirelessly stalked his whereabouts and cornered him in a dark maybe room, maybe it was part of the and... fun at first. What's part of the fun? The slap. Oh, it's, oh, yeah. it's oh, more, yeah, more yeah, making out, true. yeah. Oh. So, yeah. Um, so Blair stalked Chuck's whereabouts, cornered him in a dark room, refused to stop seducing him, and now she is appalled that he is the same old Chuck and had the audacity to kiss her. And she accuses Chuck of offering a fake apology and doing fake good deeds to make Blair question all the reasons she's with Louis. Uh, this paranoid conspiracy theory really says a lot more about how Blair is feeling than about how Chuck is feeling, obviously. Right. Especially, like, the second that Louis leaves the country. This she's all like, goes down. I gotta fucking, I gotta kiss him to, to prove that he's a terrible person. Right. It's the only way. The only way. The only plan that any of these people have is I have to kiss this other person. That'll show. That'll, yeah, that'll solve that. happened thing. a few times this episode. It's a good point. And so Chuck just like calmly tells Blair, oh, yeah, you know me too well. And Blair responds that she knows now more than ever after this make session with Chuck that she chose the right man. So goodbye, Chuck. She storms out. And uh, Chuck notices that the Rota saw the whole thing. Um, if I'm Chuck, I mean, this ends up being, I guess, Chuck and Dorota's plan. Like mm-hmm. they... Chuck was going to kiss her to, like, prove that he was, uh, you know, a bad person still. But even if this was real, like, this would change absolutely nothing if I'm Chuck. Like, he got to kiss Blair oh, one yeah. more time, and now nothing else changes except and Blair is still spiraling out of control. Yeah. Right, like, <laughs> yeah. it, it, even, like, before I realized what was going on, uh, I, I still feel like... Got me. It doesn't seem like Chuck cares that much that this just happened. I don't, <laughs> I don't think he's that shaken by it. Like, okay, I'm going to go back to uh, doing charity and walking Monkey around, giving right. Monkey his constitution. Like, I slipped up, but, like, in a, in a, like, a forced error. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's very forced. So, I mean, every detail of these kids' lives like comes out eventually. Like, I don't know what the explanation is, where it's like, "Oh my God, Chuck <laughs> kissed you!" Like, no, well, I actually kissed him. Oh, well, he was coming on to you. No, well, actually, <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. Blair, I leave, I leave the country for one week, and you are already kissing Chuck. I don't know how we can get married. Yeah, that's a fair point, actually. <laughs> yeah, for, for once, uh, for think, once, yeah, I think yeah. you might be onto something here. Right. <laughs> Rufus enters the loft. He's on the phone again. Turns out they didn't take that road trip to Boston because his car died as soon as he drove it off the lot. Uh, but he still wants to get on the road tonight, so he's hoping to get it fixed. But then he hangs up the phone and sees that Dan is also here, just sitting in his room. And how loud was Dan's music that he didn't hear Rufus come in and have a full conversation on the phone? This is a very funny scene. <laughs> Dan, Dan is, like, startled by his dad. <laughs> dad? <laughs> what are you doing in your home? <laughs> what, what is he doing in his home? <laughs> Good question. What what is he doing in his home? We we had to uh, force the fact that his car was in Brooklyn and that he wanted to drive to Boston to give him a reason to come back and go to the loft. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't know. Fine. Diana comes to check on on Serena. Uh, she saw the Gossip Girl blast. Serena Vander who last girl standing or simply stood up again? Not Gossip Girl's best work. I, I think she's slacking a little this episode. Um, Slow news cycle. 
Yeah, slow news cycle. Diana tries to wind Serena up by saying that Gossip Girl is heartless and humiliating, but according to Serena, this is nothing compared to the time Gossip Girl called her irrelevant at graduation or lied to the world that she had an STD. I guess those are the two worst things, according to Serena, that Gossip Girl ever did to her. Um, how dare she call her irrelevant at graduation? Yeah. Um, <laughs> right. <laughs> so Diana uses this as, as ammo. She tells Serena this is why they need each other. So Gossip Girl loses her ammo and her attacks lose their power. Uh, Diana really killing so many birds with this one stone. This one plant is really just right. doing everything for her. This is one miss, um, I guess. Serena... It's like she really needed a, a, a bigger, heavier hit on Serena if it wanted to fuel Serena's yes. fire. Serena says, no, no, I'll just develop a thicker skin. But she does let it slip that she just hates when Gossip Girl goes after people who can't defend themselves. Uh -oh. Because uh, Serena sees herself as, as so strong and badass that she is impervious to Gossip Girl's attacks. But when she preys on the weak, that's when Serena has to uh, can't take it anymore. Yeah, and yeah. this does never get play. never get anything by Serena. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> nope. So Serena leaves. So now Nate comes in to join Diana. Turns out she was right about Charlie, and Diana apologizes because she never wanted to see him get hurt, even though uh, she she's hurt him herself in this very episode. And Nate asks how she can hurt him when he's her right hand man. So very funny how everything is just perfectly falling into place for Diana. Even like the the one flub uh, by not getting Serena back. She turns into something that can that can spin her way. Yep. And Diana tells Nate he's more than her right-hand man. She told everyone that he was her boyfriend because she wanted to and because she cares about him. And Nate asks, oh, why did you just tell me that? And she's like, oh, because I didn't think it's what you wanted to hear. I don't know what any of that meant. I, I, I don't know how that response makes sense, but all right, sure. Yeah. And Diana suggests that Nate might want to be with someone else and tells him, or, and tells him to uh, think about it and let her know. Um, so I guess like she thinks I, like he's I a guess. kid and like might want to sleep around and doesn't want to be tied down to this old cougar and she's like, right. giving them an opportunity because she does she doesn't feel that tied to him either. So it's like oh, whatever you want to do, I'm down for. Him. Which to me would seem like do either of you care about each other that much if you're both like ah let's sleep around. Eh, whatever, let's do it. Yeah, Who cares. Dan and Rufus are in Dan's room. And Dan is explaining to Rufus that the readings on the tour were less and less full. Uh, in Hartford, like 10 people showed up, and half of them were just there to get out of the rain. And so Dan calls his book and himself a failure. And Rufus gears up for a pep talk. He tells Dan he's not a failure. Uh, he goes back to his Lincoln Hawk days yet again, even though Dan's heard these stories a million times. But what Dan doesn't know is how many times Lincoln Hawk played shows for only a handful of people. And in Marfa, Texas, their entire audience was one bartender. But that bartender spoke to his friends, who told their friends, and sooner or later they were selling out. And so it only takes one person to start a groundswell. And uh, damn, that bartender must have been really influential amongst his friends. Good for him. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> he created Lincoln Hawk. He really did. <laughs> Good for him. Um, Who's our bartender of this show? Uh, the bartender of the pod? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> had, the, had the spread to the wildfire of podcasting that it is today. Right. It hasn't happened yet. I think we need that oh, okay. one person to really... <laughs> so we're still waiting on the bartender. To really get this, yeah, to really get this uh, <laughs> podcast going. Yeah. Some some semi-rare good parenting from Rufus here. Like, this this is the most likable he's been in a while. Yeah, well, he's only in, like, two scenes. I guess three scenes. Yeah. So that... that Hard to flub it. Yeah. Enough time to mess up. Right. Right, right. So Rufus tells Dan that he uh, can't connect with that one hypothetical person unless he shows up. And Dan thanks Rufus and tells him he needed to hear that. Uh, a really nice father-son moment, but I guess it doesn't land for Dan because at the end of the episode, we see he's still in his room. Yeah, that was like one of the biggest cliffhangers of the episode. It's like, <laughs> it's like, Whoa. Thanks, Dad. That made a lot of sense. All right, now get the fuck out of here so I can go back to fucking, <laughs> go back to fucking jerking off in I was going to say, like, I'm amazed that this scene didn't end up with Dan like, having to stop jerking off. <laughs> he like he's like whoa 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 and like falls off his bed in a, like, a clumsy <laughs> moment 
<laughs> you guys ever get caught jerking off by your parents? Nope. No. No. Brandon? then? Uh, me either. Uh, <laughs> As you pull on your collar. <laughs> I would always just catch them. I would just be <laughs> jumping into their room trying to <laughs> trying to catch them in the act. Gotcha. <laughs> gotcha, Dad, you creep. <laughs> <laughs> so uh Ivy and, and Max are on the sidewalk. Ivy is obviously frazzled. She asks Max what he's doing in New York. And Max is just as confused as why she's in New York and wants to know what happened back there. Um, I don't know. How on earth is Ivy going to get out of this one? I love that she just flips a switch and is like, oh, I was here because I recognize you. And I want, let's get out of here. I, I love that at a moment's notice, Ivy is just ready to turn into someone else and change her whole life. She really is. She's always ready to pivot. Does it? Like, it really yeah. scrambles. Is not the best at it, but like knows what she has to do, and like is just like willing to just do anything. Like if Max said yes, she would have just moved back to LA okay, and great. started Let's over me, again. Like, get out of here. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, Ivy asks if, uh, well, Max says that he's with someone else, uh, <laughs> and I should really go find her. And he goes, her name's Serena, which I don't know why he randomly drops her name <laughs> as if it sh- would matter. Like he doesn't know that Serena's a big name. Um, but Ivy's like, oh, you mean Serena Vanderwoodson? And I, I really thought she was going to be like, oh, she's my cousin. But no, she's just like, yeah, everyone in New York knows of her. Yeah, I guess I doesn't um, want to mix it up quite that much yet. Right. right. <laughs> Max wants to get to know Serena better, so he goes to find her. Uh, Ivy begs him not to. She says that fate brought them back together. Uh, she made a mistake in L.A., and she will tell him all about it if he just comes with her. But Max has too much respect to drop everything for a girl who walked out on him. So uh, good for him on that one, and uh, he leaves her on the street. Good for him, even though it seems like... I was wandering the streets of New York City looking for her. That's like, what I was going to say, too. But now that he's found another girl. Away. <laughs> yeah. Throwing everything <laughs> away for a girl that he didn't even spend the night with, has not talked to. They bumped in on the street once and then have just had, like, you know, missed opportunities all day long. Like, right. Who is, right. He doesn't know Serena. <laughs> right. Now he's just throwing it away for another girl that he hardly knows. Yeah. Her name's Serena. And fucking incredibly, Diana is right there. And she walks up behind Ivy from the other direction and just taps her on the shoulder and smiles. Is is Diana a spirit or something? It is incredible that she's just showing up. I know. Yeah, it's amazing. So Ivy accuses Diana of knowing that it was Max under that mask. And Diana just matter-of-factly goes, I told you that you were going you were going to show Nate for the last time that you were the wrong choice for him. And Ivy asks why she would use Max when she said she would get rid of him. And Diana's like, I found a better plan and I like watching you squirm, which sometimes it's that simple. So Ivy really needs to find out that she cannot trust anyone on the Upper East Side. No, especially not this woman. She shouldn't have from the minute she started talking to her. I'm confused a little bit here about why Diana didn't just fully expose her to Gossip Girl. I guess she just wants to keep her squirming like, why didn't she just be like hello everyone yes uh, charlie rhodes is actually this woman named, named ivy and just go into the whole story like i i, I don't know what a so, picture does for that but i think be- because um diana's ultimate plan here is or i guess the amended plan now that she is you know changed again is that she needs uh serena to feel bad for Char- like she wants right. charlie to end up on gossip girl looking like a mess so that serena will feel bad and strike back at gossip girl so she still needs and serena that's not to feel to something happen. for charlie so that she right. can that's not gonna happen if serena's girl. like wait what this is a girl named ivy who is not my cousin what the-? The- the- now serena has to worry about that instead of gossip girl right so charlie's lucky that diana needs uh charlie in some way even if she fired her she still needs right. her in a, a different way to keep serena on her team right 
Um, so, so yes, Diana does fire Ivy even, and even though Ivy's begging for her not to, but it's already done, and now so are they. And before Diana leaves, she snacks a quick pic for Gossip Girl of Charlie crying on the street, begging her not to take the picture. Um, feeling a little bad for Ivy here. Uh, it's like, oh, Diana, please stop being a dick. But, you know, it's all part of the plan. She has to do it. And she's like, oh, what should, name should I use? Charlie or Ivy when I send it in? Uh, I'll just surprise you. And again, uh, like you said, Charlie is a little bit lucky that, that Ivy kind of needs her to be Charlie for this plan. Otherwise, she would probably be found out. Yeah. 100%. That would have been the end yeah. of her. But we get to, you know, still see her as Charlie for a little bit longer, at least. Um, Blair and Dorota are back home. Blair lectures Dorota about how she will always be right about Charles Bartholomew Bess. And now that she's proven uh, that, that uh, that you know, he's, he's a fraud and he's still his old evil self, they can go back to her week of prenatal pampering before welcoming back Louis with open arms. But then we see Dorota tux, text Chuck, thank you. And it seems like it was all part of Dorota and Chuck's plan after all. What a schemey episode. What a twist. What a twist. Uh, Chuck receives a test, text. He just smiles. Uh, it seems that he has filled in Nate on what happened because Nate is going to fill in the audience with some more with some more classic Nate exposition. <laughs> so I don't get it. You kissed Blair so she'd think you'd hadn't changed? And uh, Chuck explains that the only way for Blair to move on is if she thinks that Chuck never will. So he had to kiss Blair to set her free. So it turns out Chuck's actually a great guy after all. And he got to kiss Blair. Yeah, and he gets to text Dorota. Do, do you think Dorota's pregnant with Chuck's baby? I don't. Oh. Yep. <laughs> After that text, I don't know. They both seem pretty excited to be talking to each other. She said thank you. For the baby. Thank you for impregnating me. She, <laughs> she gives him a thank you text every day. <laughs> for the last time, Dorota, you're welcome. <laughs> it was my pleasure. Nate calls this the most selfless thing Chuck has ever done. Uh, the, the Blair thing, not impregnating Dorota. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the bar is not incredibly high there, but still. Right. And Chuck says he's never been more good and less happy about it. So Chuck asks Nate about Nate's happiness and if there's a winner in the war for his heart. And Nate has decided that he's going to make his own decisions from now on instead of letting everyone else pull his strings. Which, good call, Nate. Um, but then Diana enters the woman, yet, that, is, the woman that is pulling his string. And this woman is everywhere. <laughs> and, she, like, is. she just She's appears at the... And you know what? I gotta point out, what was Nate doing before... Diana walked in. Of course, he was playing with a pool ball during that whole scene. <laughs> of, of course. <laughs> was Diana wearing, like, was she wearing like running shoes the entire episode or something? She must have to keep up with everyone. Jeez. Gossip Girl reports that Cuckoo Cousin Charlie is off her meds again. And Charlie asks Serena what she's doing here and where her date is. And uh, she's already very tense in this conversation. Uh, Serena tells her that her date stood her up. Uh, she did not even try to look for him or get in contact him with him, I guess. They, like I said, they did not exchange information before the date. Presumably, Serena has her phone back now, so if she exchanged information with Max, she could have been like, hey, what the fuck happened? Where were you? And he could have been like, I kissed, some, I kissed my ex who I thought was you, because Diana told me it was. Right. Yeah. So he's, he's by, we'll, we'll cut to him, and he's by himself like with the, the cleaning crew of the party. <laughs> <laughs> so... Serena asked Charlie what happened to her because she saw Gossip Girl. Uh, it all makes sense now. Diana is using Gossip Girl to be cruel to Charlie so that Serena sees Gossip Girl picking on the fo her poor defenseless cousin. A another genius move from Diana here. Yeah, she's on fire. No flaws in the plan. I know. Uh, Charlie knows she shouldn't let Gossip Girl get to her, but she feels like she's after her and is starting to regret taking on too much too fast when she came back to New York. So she lies at Serena and tells Diana or, or tells uh, Serena that she quit. Uh, and did not get fired, and now she's considering going home. Uh, I do think that this is Charlie's actual plan as of right now, to just go home and, and cut her losses here. Yeah, because yeah, she, she's, she's got to get out before. Yeah, right. it's getting it's really exposed. close. 
Serena tells her not to let Gossip Girl bully her. Uh, Serena is not going to stand for bullies as someone who has been best friends with Blair Waldorf her whole life. She's really, really <laughs> anti-bully. <laughs> She's like, I yeah. hate bullies. I can't, can't stand them. Yeah, and someone who also obviously got bullied a ton being who she yeah. is. <laughs> being who she is. Um, Charlie tells Serena that everything is too fragile and that if she makes one false move, her world collapses. Uh, Serena has no idea how, how true that is for Charlie, Ivy, yeah. uh, you know, whatever her real name is. And so Serena tells Charlie not to leave and to let her help. And then she says the magic word and tells Charlie that they're family. This gets Charlie. She's like, oh, yeah, I have a family now. Uh, so she apologizes for what she said today. She's like, you don't need to be with, seen with some guy to define who you are. Um, don't know when this conversation became so sentimental, but uh, Serena tells Charlie not to worry because she knows that. And like, is she? Do you? Yeah. <laughs> really? I, I feel like Serena's whole thing is uh, she needs to be with a guy to define who she is. Yeah, she thinks she knows that, but she doesn't know. She doesn't know it. <laughs> Uh, Sabrina says she probably won't ever see that guy again, even though the last time she said that he just showed up. But uh, <laughs> Serena's not alone because she has her cousin Charlie. Very cute. I mean, I mean, we know that it's not actually cousin Charlie, but for Serena it is, and yeah. uh, they hug. And Serena says they'll chat more after she makes a call. And I was just like, I, oh, do, I, I do like I them as a fake family. Yeah, I do. I hope that Charlie never gets figured out. Yeah, I hope so too. I feel for her. Just let her be the cousin. Let her be the cousin. Oh, <laughs> give me drama. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, well, it looks like Charlie's gonna still somehow stay after all this. Uh, af- after all, uh, so what is it, what's gonna happen with them? Wh- when if is Charlie going to get figured out, and when? How many more episodes do we have that uh, that Charlie will not be figured out? I don't know. I mean, it's, again, it's tough because she is main cast now. We have a lot to go. Um, I want to say we we don't figure it out until at the, maybe the mid season finale, whenever that'll be. Yeah, that's a good guess. Gally, you cosign. No. Yeah, I'll, I'll co-sign. I didn't realize she was main cast now. What she is. She's main cast. Yep, main know. cast in, in this season. She, big promotion with the departures of uh, Jenny and Vanessa. Yeah, I think she might get found out, but I think then she probably sticks around a little bit as For Ivy something as else. Well, yeah, I agreed. Um, Nate and Diana here. Diana is telling Nate how much he matters to her. Uh, I feel like when this started, Nate was Diana's mark, but at some point, I, I do think that this woman became obsessed with this twenty-year-old, and now and now like Nate has—I don't think Nate realizes, but he, he does have power over her if he wants yeah, to execute. He it. doesn't know this, but she will still do the work she has to do. But she's enjoying her uh, soda on the side, if you will. Her soda on the side—it's <laughs> a phrase. I'm enjoying my soda on the side. This <laughs> I knew you would. <laughs> um. So Nate agrees, uh, just us, together, seeing what happens, and they start making out on his bed uh, as Diana's phone rings, and he lets her take it while uh, while he gets the champagne. It's Serena on the phone, and everything is not okay. She says, it's one thing when Gossip Girl tries to humiliate me, but when she goes over someone like Charlie, and Diana cuts her off, and she's like, oh my god, I haven't seen Gossip Girl. What, what, what has she done this time? Meanwhile, we know that Diana is the one behind all of this, um, and Serena says she's sick of Gossip Girl. She's ready to help Diana bring her down, and Diana is sorry for the circumstances that brought Serena to this decision, but she's looking forward to working with her on this, and Serena will be in at nine. So Serena, again, going to give that blog a, 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 a try. Good luck. I can't wait. It's going to be very interesting and uh, well-written. <laughs> With Serena's work ethic, I'm sure it'll be a big success. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Dan gets a proud of you text from his dad, and Dan replies that he's on the road, and then we see that he's still in his room. Got him. What Got him. <laughs> <laughs> Show you, Dad. <laughs> he's gonna, he's gonna, the same thing's going to happen. He's going to walk in uh, trying to figure out his car troubles. like, Dan, <laughs> he didn't go anywhere. Dan, Dan, you're still here. <laughs> 
Diana's on the phone. Yeah, isn't Rufus just going to get another phone call tomorrow? Like, Dan's still not in Vermont. Right. How, how far is this going to go? <laughs> Diana's, I mean, Dan's going to have to be like, Blair, can you teach me that uh, that that trick you did with Dorota where you put put pillows under the under the blankets <laughs> so that people think you're, think you're in Vermont? <laughs> so Diana's on the phone. She says that everything is all set. It sure is. After the day of work she just put in, everything is all set. And Amel's voice says, good, very good. And then we cut to a limo. And see that the person on the other end is Grandfather Vanderbilt. Oh, Done a fine boy. job re- rehabilitating my grandson's image. He's right where I need him to be. And Di- Diana replies that Serena's right where they need her too. Um, did you see this twist coming? Because I certainly did not. Don't know why anyone would think that Grandfather was involved. No, never, never. And I, what does it mean by like? Does it mean rehabilitating his image by like giving him a job? Like making him relevant somehow, but but I if guess. that's the case, then I don't know what the hell they want with Serena. He, no, <laughs> though it's finally he is seen having a nice, respectable, much older girlfriend. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> finally. <laughs> well, yeah. That's, did Nate's grandfather hire this old lady to have sex with Nate, or or is that just the initiative <laughs> that she took? What exactly is the plan? Mm. And why does Serena tie into it as well? Who knows? Yeah, Serena aspect of it, I have no idea. It's also very funny that Nate turned down uh, his other two internships and took this spectator job specifically because he wanted to do something without his family's help, and it turns out that his grandfather <laughs> is behind it the whole time. <laughs> yeah, so that, the rest of the family is not on board with the, grandfa- the grandfather plan because they're trying to get him to work elsewhere. Yeah, I, at least his mom was. Yeah. So who knows where the other one, who knows where Howie falls. Uh, look, good, thing, good thing he accidentally mm-hmm. chose this plan. Yeah, exactly. Um Max Googles Serena Vanderwoodson, and he quickly finds Gossip Girl and sees that Ivy is on the front page and is going by the name Cousin Charlie. So, so much suspense here. What What is going to happen next? I don't think that's good that he saw that. Maybe now he can be he's like, what's this about, Charlie? Then she can kind of explain, and then he'll be like, all right, I'll help you. Right, Maybe. all right. All right. <laughs> I, was, I love right, the next cliffhanger. These are like some of the shittiest cliffhangers we've seen in a long time. The next one we get yeah, is uh, <laughs> Chuck about to throw out the mask. like, you know what? I'll keep it. And then he just sits down. Yeah, keeps like, it. Like, I, oh, I skipped wow. over that. It was not even worth mentioning. <laughs> <laughs> that is our episode. We we uh, that's everything. Um, let's get into some segments here. Uh, uh, former favorite segment, user review of the week. We have comedy fan, the tried and true, is back to give this episode a seven out of ten. And they say, Blair was sure that Chuck is after her, and he once again did something to make her know she should move on. You know. I love moments between the two, but they keep on repeating things. Maybe it is time to move on. It just seems like they don't know what to do with their story until later. Max in town already caused some excitement, but now that he knows more about Ivy, I'm sure more will happen. Rufus spending time with Dan and trying to make him feel better on the book tour was also a good scene between the characters. All right, thank you, comedy fan. A very succinct uh, review for that episode. Very good. Um, it's probably not that annoying. Yeah. The, uh, comedy fan really goes more, gets more into it with the OC reviews than with the Gossip Girl. Yeah. Way off, off, off the hinge. <laughs> a comedy fan fucking hates Ryan Atwood for some reason. Oh. <laughs> hates Ryan, loves Luke, wants Julie and Luke to continue fucking. Yeah, it's their favorite part. It's me writing these. I, of course, love the Julie and Luke stuff. Who could? They're, so They're great together. Got some of the theories here. <laughs> I don't know if we can judge. <laughs> Uh, next week, the episode is called All the Pretty Sources. Do you have any predictions based on the episode title? Um, I think I accidentally saw the thumbnail or the, the, the little blurb for next week. Something about a uh, bridal shower, maybe? Yeah, it actually lines up with uh, the episode that we're going to be doing for the OC, too, the shower. So oh, while, shower uh, week. 
While Kirsten is planning Julie's bridal shower, Serena will be planning a dream bridal shower for Blair. Should we stream our video feeds straight from our showers? Yeah, in in, in, in celebration of shower week. <laughs> Yeah, if you need a sub. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> Let's uh, get into the episode grades. Uh, Brendan, you went first last week, so I will go first this week. And honestly, that was a fun episode. I, the, the Diana Spectator stuff finally had some life in this episode, and all the goings-on between Diana and Nate and Charlie and Serena and Max were actually the highlights of the episode. Uh, this was like kind of like an episode in the high school days with a bunch of crazy hijinks and schemes, except the mastermind this time is a 45-year-old woman instead of a high schooler. Um, <laughs> with, with, with no Louis, Blair is free to be fun again. I, I love watching her spiral out of control and be so like hopelessly obsessed with Chuck, uh, and they have great chemistry together yet again. Uh, the Stan storyline adds little to nothing, but uh, I guess it gives Dan, Rufus, and Lily something to do, uh, I guess, for a, f for a few scenes. Um, we had the cute scene between Serena and Cousin Charlie. We, we have a lot of setup now, and it's very interesting to see where it's all headed. Uh, we do have cliffhangers. Uh, like we said, not the strongest cliffhangers, but we do have at least one answer to the end of the episode. Uh, again, not the best cliffhanger, but we do finally know who Diana is working for, and the fact that it's Grandfather Vanderbilt is kind of funny. Uh, is this episode as good as Dan's book episode, which is the highest rated episode I have so far? I, I think it's not as strong, but I am still going to give it uh, the same grade. I I'll give this episode a B plus because it, it was uh, one of the more fun episodes of this season so wow. far. Uh, Brendan, what are you grading the episode? Is <laughs> this kind of crazy? I, I really couldn't agree. I couldn't disagree more. This is wow. one of the more boring episodes of Gossip Girl I've ever seen. I don't know if I just wasn't in the mood for it or what was going on. I was getting more entertained by you talking about it, which made me think I was liking it. I'm like, wait a second. No, no, no. When I was watching this, this is, I was like, can this be done now? But I was enjoying you talking about it, maybe, which confused the hell out of me. Um, you, made it, you made it sound way better than it really was. Uh, I, I didn't you care about anything. <laughs> That was happening here. You watched the you watched I am number nine last week, and you're saying that this is the most boring episode. Yeah, this wasn't even this wasn't stupid enough for me. If it's gonna be like, if it's gonna be stale as far as like recycling things. At least let it be stupid. It was too tame. I was I was waiting for more wackiness and hijinks to happen. The hijinks that were going on uh, were, were extremely predictable for me too. I, I I knew where everything was going, and then the other stuff like the Blair and Chuck stuff. I'm so over the two of them. I kind of agree with comedy fan in that wow. respect. Wow. Um, Dan was barely in the episode. Uh, he was on like a virtual screen for half of it. Um, <laughs> Nate's just Nate. I don't know. I, I really I, nothing did anything for me here. I I don't think I liked anything that happened. Uh, I didn't like dislike anything, but I really was bored to tears. Uh, I, one of the first episodes in a while, I've oh really just, I just I was excited for it to be over. I uh, wondered why you were crying when you came on the podcast. <laughs> I give him this a D. Brendan, this is bad. This is your third D in a row. Yeah. <laughs> um, start calling wow. you the D man. It's really, it really sounds like my winter break. Um, what? <laughs> 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 okay. I I fuck on winter breaks only. What? When, what do you mean? Winter break? It's winter hasn't happened yet. I'm excited for it. It's coming. <laughs> your three Ds are coming. <laughs> Exactly. Can you let a man be excited about his three Ds in a row? Okay. <laughs> Scally, what are you grading the episode? I'm very torn because the, the points are good where, yes, we are going back to the well of the mask again. And like that is annoying. That is frankly very annoying. Um, I find the Dan storyline to be a complete zero. Like there's nothing there uh, that interests me. But. Basically, everything else I thought was pretty fun. Um, so I'm very torn. I think 
I'm going to stick to what I originally thought, and I am also going to be giving it a B plus. Wow. Yeah. Suck it, Brendan. <laughs> Suck the three Ds in a row. <laughs> I support Much you. Much like winter break. Much like Brendan's winter break. <laughs> I also, I'm not a teacher, so I don't get a winter break. I don't know what I'm talking about. No, no. Just good for you. <laughs> I also don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> don't back down now. I was trying Live to think of a normal time people <laughs> take three dicks, and that was the first thing that came to mind. Yes, famously winter break. <laughs> you were trying to think of a normal time where people, where people what three dicks take? Where people what? Inhale through the anus. They take three dicks. Oh, take. Oh. Okay. Yeah. I get. I get thinking. I thought you said think. I thought you said no. Take, 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 take. Of course, take. So you were trying to think of a normal time when people take three dicks, and you came up with a winter break. <laughs> I think it's it's anyone's go-to touchstone. It's a trope, honestly. It's a I trope. wish they would stop doing it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna bring my score down. It's to a it's basically <laughs> the, the, the three dicks and winter break is basically like the masks of Gossip Girl. <laughs> when they come back after after the mid-season hiatus, and they're like, "All right, we're back from our winter break," and you know what we mean by that? <laughs> our butts are sore. <laughs> Uh, did not anticipate this this podcast going this direction, but <laughs> very glad that it did. Um, let's get into our MVPs of the episode. I mean, for me, this is Diana's episode. There's a few options, but Diana comes up with her you know 75 point plan out of thin air, and she executes it perfectly. She she has Charlie, Nate, Max, and Serena all eating out of the palm of her hand. Uh, the scene where she just orders Charlie to kiss Max just demonstrates how much control she has this whole episode. So I got to go, Diana. Brendan, who are you giving the MVP to? Yeah, I think my MVP and LVP is going to be like a couple logical awards here. Just, it's going to be Diana for me. It's the same. She's she's the puppet master of the entire episode and wins and is just she can't stop smirking at herself. <laughs> that is true. She cannot stop smirking at herself. Uh, Scally, who's your MVP? You know, I feel like clean sweeps are pretty rare over here. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, Go on. You come away from this episode thinking, am I a Diana stand now? So wow. I think I'm going to give the MVP to Diana. Love it. <laughs> queen sweep. <laughs> Who would have thought Diana Payne with the queen sweep this week? Wow. Impressive. Never saw it coming. Impressive work. He delivered at all times that she was on screen. She really did. She, she was always had, on screen in every single week. scene. Yes. <laughs> I think she was also in the screen with behind Dan in the video chat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she was everywhere. She is. <laughs> uh, LVP of the week. I am going to give Louis an off-screen LVP. He is mentioned. <laughs> he's me? eligible. He's in oh Italy for the God. week, and all Blair is doing is trying to be with Chuck. Uh, Chuck does not even want to see her, and she's still doing everything in her power to follow him around and essentially try to cheat on Louis. And then Blair even kisses Chuck. Like Louis gets cucked by Chuck, and Chuck doesn't even want to cuck. In fact, <laughs> yeah. Chuck has to make out with Louis's fiance just so Louis doesn't lose her, for him, which is yeah. very sad. Chuck does it for Louis. <laughs> So I'm giving the off-screen LVP to Louis. Uh, Brendan, who's your LVP? I forget what the uh, LVP we said stands for. Like when the opposite of the Queen Sweep, it stood it stood for Louis oh. Van Prince or something. I can't. We had I can't, something. Yeah. Fucking remember. Someone let us know. Something like that. Brendan, who who is your uh, LVP of the week? Mine's an unfortunate one. I hate to give it to her, but I gotta give it, give it to Charlie. She uh, really, her life is falling apart in front of her very Wah. eyes, and uh, it's it's going south fast for her. So LVP. All right. So. Tr- Charlie gets an LVP, but Ivy's still going strong. Oh. 
Gotcha there. For now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Scally, who's your LVP of the week? Uh, I'm so torn. I really am debating giving it to Ivy because I just feel like she is the biggest loser of this episode. I'm real. I mean, also, like, Serena can't be this dumb and just get away with it on a week to week basis. So that is <laughs> yeah. another problem for me. <laughs> so, um, you know, I think I have to. I'm going to balance it out. Give it to Serena. Okay. Serena with a stray LVP. Nice. Uh, you know, I'm always a good week to give Serena an two, LVP. Two very good uh, stray LVPs from you guys. Great job. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, so, without further ado, Let's get into everyone's favorite segment, Lonely Boys Theater. You are now listening to Lonely Boys Theater. And we have a very quick scene. It was the only three-person scene I could find. It is uh, between, what was it, Charlie, uh, Nate, Nate, and Diana. Uh, Who wants to be... The one line that that Diana has. Who who wants that? I mean, we're all gonna have light work today, but who, who wants the lightest work? As a stand. As a yeah. That's yeah, true. You, you you gave Diana. Oh, we all gave Diana the MVP. But Scally, <laughs> if you want if, if if you want Diana, all you. Uh, and then do you want Nate or Charlie? I'll be Nate. All right. So I will be Charlie. Uh, do we all have our scripts in front of us? Mm-hmm. All right. Here we go. Nate, you have a girlfriend. Yeah, who schedules time with me as if it were a board meeting. And who is my boss? Well, maybe I want something more. Charlie? My office. Oh, shit. All right. Well, uh, Nate, if you want more, ask for it. And do us both a favor and ask her, not me. I want more. I wanted more. more. Good good song. Great song. song. I was tempted to sing it, too. (laughs) You know, kind of... uh, Suburban Legends, we, we had that, that one bartender moment. I, I Slifer passed it on to me. I passed it on to you. Everyone was passing around that, that band to each other. Now every, everyone's a fan of Suburban now Legends. Now they work for Disney. Now they work for Disney. And no one listening to this podcast, I'm sure, knows who they are. So we no. didn't really do a great job, well, we're, I guess. we're trying again right now. <laughs> do you think more people know who Suburban Legends are or Lincoln Hawk? Also, girls should put up that poll. That's a good poll. We could put that up. Okay. I, I'm sure we'll get uh, three votes. you you didn't do the part where you said we did a great job oh i got sidetracked we did a great a great job there you go maybe for the first time no one's clapping for it oh my god starting to think i did a bad job no no we did a great job you had a great line reading for that one line amazing all right everyone can sit down they were clapping that whole time actually because because i didn't tell i didn't silence them um so that that does it of course for everything except uh for some plugs before we get to that scally thank you again oh, for yes. for filling in in a pinch see we don't have you scheduled for any more episodes so this is this is it you're just the sub you got to come on when people don't don't fulfill their their lonely boys duty and because of that because you were the first person to sign on a, as a sub you you have now the most appearances on this on this podcast so we can't thank you enough for for all thank the work you, you do you. filling in for people that that uh, don't take this as seriously as you do uh do you have anything that you would like to plug at this hour 
No, first of all, thank you for having me again. I was worried realizing that the scheduling was definitely booked up and now I get to flex <laughs> on everyone else that is less committed and less successful. And, you know, it, like, it, everyone thought that they're too good for podcasting. That's not true. Um, but <laughs> always here to scheme. Um, but no, I am on Twitter at Brian underscore Scally on Twitch at twitch.tv slash B Scally. Uh, myself and Matt Ligori are talking about this season of the free agents. Uh, sorry, we're talking about this season of... Of the challenge over on the free agents podcast that's been a ton of fun people should check that out and then also covering this season of love island games which is you know brand new premiered little short run but super fun uh so that is just about to end and we also uh, are covering the traders canada over with puya with live episodes after the premiere of the episode and exit interviews as those come out uh other than that anything i'm doing is on twitter oh yes and what Beautiful. a what a great follow he is on on twitter oh yes um the free agents podcast has been very fun as, as as was to be expected since you guys were always doing great work covering the challenge and now it, uh, it's still doing great work covering the challenge along with all of your other projects of course thank you so much of course brendan what are you plugging well you know it's season five still which means i'm going to continue to only plug the patreon at patreon.com slash the happy boys pod where you can find our oc coverage we call it the sandy boys check it out we almost have a full season of work over there um and i don't think people know how serious i am about plugging this all season long because let me let me just count how many new um subscribers we got um zero zero new subscribers <laughs> since i've been plugging this so you fucking freeloaders pony up the bucks before i flip my fucking lid <laughs> okay <like> fucking gourd <laughs> And people have been saying, I've been getting a lot of messages saying, Brendan's not serious about this whole <laughs> plugging nonsense for the whole season. But no, no, no. He is very, yeah, very, I want to make serious. It very, very clear how serious I am. <laughs> you should be nervous. Um, as for me, mm, I don't know. I saw Saltburn today. That was a very, very interesting Ooh. movie. I, de oh. I did go. I was asking people, should I go see Saltburn or should I go see The Hunger Games? And I, I people were telling me Hunger Games, but the tiebreaker was that Saltburn was at the multiplex and Hunger Games was at UA. <laughs> uh, and the multiplex yeah, has half price movie tickets on Tuesday and they have the good popcorn and they have the cherry coke. So I, I just had to I had to go with the tried and true. And I'm glad I did. Saltburn Saltburn was a was a great film. Are you are you officially on your spoiler was the tiebreaker. Well, <laughs> 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 yes, that, that that was the tie when, when I saw that tweet from Discussing Film, I was like, Oh, I know what I know what movie I'm seeing. I know where I'll be. Are you officially on your so, um Thanksgiving break? No, unfortunately, oh, yeah, uh, my school district is open tomorrow, even uh, though most school districts I feel like are closed tomorrow. Yeah, seems to be the case. Yeah, so That's thanks. That that is unfortunate for me. It is also my uh, the last day of my leave replacement, so I will be expecting everyone to throw me a party tomorrow at work. Ooh. Oh, okay. They should. They they really should, uh, and they won't, and I will cry. But it's <laughs> alright. <laughs> what are you gonna do? Um, uh, besides all that. You can follow me on Twitter at MattyFresh24. You can follow Brendan at RuppyPuppy. You can follow his other podcast, The Hoppy Boys, at The Hoppy Boys Pod. And you can come back next time or we'll be breaking down Season 5, Episode 8, All the Pretty Sources, I believe is what it was called. Uh, but until then, you know you love us. XOXO. Lonely, Lonely Boys. boys.